This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police. What a crusade of a law. Hello, ready and welcome off the rack. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. This is a comic book review show where we take books from this past week, recap, review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations of books that are coming out this week we think you should pick up. We're going to be talking about a bunch of books that came out this week. A couple of milestones were hit. A doomsday clock came out, which of course is cause for celebration and fanfare because, you know, I had uh, not serious money, but kind of like theoretical money on Doomsday <laughs> Clock not finishing before 2020. Uh-huh. I still think I'm good. He's got what? October, November, December. You got three months. How many more issues? One. Oh. Wow, really? Yeah. It's, I did not pay attention to the numbering today. Yeah. No, that's why I have a lot of criticism for 11, which we'll get into. Okay. But yeah, I still don't think Doomsday Clock number 12 will come out before December 31st. <laughs> It might. Nineteen ninety. Like 20, the rest 000, of this month, and like which we have most of, October, November. Well, okay, October is rough because of um, cons and stuff. But I, John's doesn't go to cons. It ain't John's. Well, I'm just saying, like, Frank, unless it is. Frank's not going to cons. No, he's not. I haven't so, seen him at a con in years. Just, I don't know. I think uh, he might make it. I have maybe, a couple of theories. Maybe about Maybe it'll that. be a a holiday miracle. Hmm. Maybe. <laughs> if ever there was a time for them, it would be appropriate for that mm-hmm. book. So, yeah, a bunch of books came out. Uh, what do you want? Let's talk about Deceased. Okay. Because it's not Deceased, by the way. If this wasn't Deceased. This was a tie-in. Yeah, it was a tie-in. And I like I read it, and I was like, why am I reading a tie-in? And it turns out like it's because I was interested, and I think it's done by the same person. Well, I... I... I thought you got it because you knew I was going to be interested in it. And I oh, thought you I did picked do that. it up just so that I could read it. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. This was a long tie-in. Right. Well, it felt like a regular issue of the main series. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was Deceased, A Good Day to, to die. die. Oh, good title. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it, it basically is like, okay, so yes, the Deceased virus thing came from uh, Apocalypse. Yep. What are the new gods up to right now? Or what are the new god ancillary characters were like uh, up to? Yeah, what do they do? Well, what, what did Mister Miracle and Big Barda do? Why well, don't even say that, like what what would they do? It, it's more like if you're going to say that Darkseid got the anti life equation and then like accidentally like transmitted it like a virus to the rest of the universe, like you damn right. I feel like Scott and Barda would be like, "What the hell happened out there? We have to go back. We have to, I have to know. Yeah, I have to know. No, that's true. Um, and I dig that. I dig that concept where like they go to Apocalypse and it's just wrecked it's gone <laughs> basically it's like alderaan yeah it's, you know no it's cool it was it, it this issue felt like an actual issue from the series mm-hmm. it's by tom taylor and it's basically just like barda and scott go to apocalypse they're like okay that's done mm-hmm. i'm feeling good about this let's go to earth let's check it out and then they basically bump into mr terrific who has three plans all of which fail yeah, well, no, they, yeah. But That's the truncated version of this, really ep- of this issue. It really is. Like, they go to Apocalypse, he's dead. They're like, hooray, they go home. 
And then there's like a knock on the door. Right. And like Scott's like, don't open the door. And she's like, who, what, what a zombie's going to knock. Right. Yeah. Then he rings the doorbell and they're like, and they're, all right, all right fine. fine. It's just terrific. And she's like, hey, cool. Hey, I'm here because I, I, I'm studying the virus. I've tried everything. I tried actually um, not only studying it, but also giving it to them again to see if that might yeah negate it and it's like nah it's not gonna work like that so he's like so i figure i need to go to apocalypse because that's where it came from right check the origin of the virus yeah, they're and they're like, like it's gone he's there like, ain't one okay cool so instead we're all going to like band together here and we're gonna go talk to um booster gold and um blue beetle because yep. like booster gold's actually part of the third plan but i guess mr terrific was like just in case. Just in case, and or, like, it, this was very convenient for the storytelling, but I, Mr. Terrific might think in that way, where he's like, just in case something happens. Let's bring Plan C with us yeah. to Plan B. Yeah, exactly. And, of course, Plan B is Tiffany's plan. Yeah. Which it's, is like, okay, just, we got a world-ending problem. Let's uh, solve it with magic. Yeah, let's, let's... Magic, man. Science isn't working. We've got to turn to magic. Yeah. And so they go to England, um, where we see uh, John Constantine is running from Hort. He hops into... Uh, his cab. He's yep. like, Chaz, we gotta go. Uh, he had his you phone already on know, him. Like, you can already tell in, like, you know, in, if you know anything about these types of movies and or stories, he's a zombie. Mm-hmm. Zombie. I'm gonna use they're the straight word up zombie. zombies. In this issue in particular, they're I, zombies. I guess they could say, in, I could say infected. They called them the undead in this issue. They're undead. They're infected. Yeah. They're unfected. Um, but, um, in a straight up, like, Steve Dillon looking panel. Yeah. Like there's two, like, but that one is the most Steve Dillon looking, like I, that, like I've seen John look in a long time. Yes, now, this had straight up real, like but Constantine. Just field. these parts because there's a whole bunch of artists who worked on it. Yeah. But like I got to this and I was like, whoa, yeah. that's awesome. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he burns him alive and then they like he tries to drive and he never learned how to drive. Right. I was like, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, I mean, like you know. It's like drunk 95% of the time, I guess. No. Yes. <laughs> no. Um, but um, they end up like, you know, our other team, you know. Rescues up, him. Yeah, ends up running into him. And they're like, you know, okay, so we figure magic is the answer. And he's just like, yeah, no. No, I'm just going to drink myself not, into the end of the yeah, world. Yeah, I'm not going to help you. And Mr. Riffick's like, you sure you might change your mind? He's like, I'm not. I won't. I won't. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to. So then they decide to enact plan C, the third plan, which is time travel. Mm-hmm. The answer is time travel. Let's use time travel. Um, so they're going to use Booster Gold's um, time machine, yep. which he stored um, in Malibu mm-hmm. with fire and ice when they get there. They're already monsters. Yeah, which is funny because it was difficult to tell if they were or they weren't because apparently like being like green and blue makes it harder for me to figure it out. I was like, they could just have stuff on them. Yeah, no, I think the fact that they like drew, they and they didn't, it, it was a lazy way to do it where they like just kind of like ask the colorist to put blood on her. Yeah, no, I know. But I was just like, oh, all right, well, yeah. fine. Um, so they have to fight their way in now, and um, Scott and Barda stay behind in order to um, give them more time to get to the time machine. They end up dying, like, going down. <laughs> he quotes Cher. Which was cute. Which was hilarious, because she was just like, really? Really? He's like, I like Cher. <laughs> and then they die. But of course, because Plan C has to do with time travel, they're kind of like, well, it'll get undone anyway. Yeah, look, like, one of two things is going to happen, either, like... this will be undone or we're dead i mean like who cares i guess at this point it's funny though because they're like we have to give them more time they barely give them any additional time instead of actually escaping which they could have done yes which i was like that's a like they should have just used a boom tube and like gotten the hell out of there yeah but except do the boom tubes work if like the like is there like a network 
No. Is Apocalypse I, I, like I'm sure Boom Tubes will be a network. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, but anyway, when they get there, get to the room where the time machine is held, they can't access it. Yeah. Because there's a roadblock in the way in the na- by the name of friggin fire uh Wave Rider. Wave Rider. I was like, no, it's, I'm like, no, it's. No, it's friggin' Wave Rider. Yeah. And, you know. Wave Rider's like, you can't go. Yeah. And they're like, I'm, well. He's like being the time cops. He's like, nope. Nope. And you're under arrest for even thinking about it. Yeah. You're, you're under arrest for, for time crimes. And it's like, okay, Wave Rider. <laughs> Whatever. Meanwhile. Meanwhile, the thing you all knew was going to happen, which would like, even though you know John Constantine is the kind of guy who would not help out. He goes to the Oblivion Bar. He's going to get drunk. Bobo's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and. He's like, he's like, oh, I must be really bad out there. And he's like, it is. And he's totally going to get plastered. And then he's like, you know what? I guess I'll help. He gets really mad at himself. And he's like, I have to go help. So he goes off. Which actually seems kind of in keeping. Like, yeah. I, I know that like most folk would want to peg John Constantine as being like a bastard who doesn't have remorse or like a conscience. But right. like, his whole shtick, his origins are derived from his conscience getting in the way yeah and it explains like why he's a jerk but also why sometimes he would help yeah and i think this is one of those instances where it's like okay yeah no seriously this is bad yeah like this is above and beyond bad and it's something that i might be able to assist with so he shows up and he's just he's like basically steps up to wave rider and is like you know oh can you read my mind and he's just like he's like no, no. Like, oh, oh, no, can you see my future? Can you see what I'm going to do? And he's like, no. He's like, cool, what's in this hand? And then he, like, headbutts him. Yep. He does, like, he's being a magician. He's like, ha-ha. Misdirection. Yeah, I'm, I'm clever. Um, so the plan is to just get Booster Gold into the time machine. Mm-hmm. Um, but suddenly Booster Gold's like, oh, no. <laughs> because, like, he's being unmade. Yeah. Like, he's Marty McFlying. Um, right. Which, <laughs> like, like, which I kind of, was like. During the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. Right. Uh-oh. <laughs> But yeah, because apparently, according to this, it's because Kel El found Barry. Barry Allen, and I was like, "What?" Well, I guess we'll find out, or we missed something. Yeah, I'm not sure. All I know is Booster Gold is unmade, basically, and like he and and Blue Beetle have like a total like bro moment. Yep, a bro moment, if a you will. A bro moment. That's that's exactly what it is between the two of them. Where like, Booster's you know, like holding Booster Gold, <laughs> and he's just like, "Stay with me, man. Stay with me." He's like, "I'm sorry, I'll never have met you." Yeah, and I was like. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, it's cute. It. Yeah. It's much more earned and real than the heroes in crisis bros for, before heroes moment, right. which is like so. No, awful. this is just cute. Like they're like, all right, cool, whatever. So then, why Wave Rider's like, it is done. Bye. <laughs> You're dead. He's gonna leave. Oh, terrific died too. Yeah. So then, uh, oh, terrific dies in a horrific way. Yeah, he does. Like he, terrific, horrifically uh, died. Yes, he does. Like you know. In a, like in a way where it's like, oh damn. Oh sorry. Oh, I guess you could have actually fixed everything, and that's why you had to die. Yep. Whoops. He gets ripped in two. Yeah. And then Constantine's like, oh, are you just gonna leave Wave Rider? Are you just gonna go? Yeah. No, nah, I don't think so. So he like binds their like the two together, so he can't leave. He's just like, you can't go without me. We're in the buddy system now. Yeah. And then he immediately dies. Yeah. <laughs> and then Wave, Wave Rider going. dies. He's slaughtered by a blue beetle zombie. <laughs> like, and then. Oh. Dr. Fate Dr. and, Fate and, and Zatanna show, show up, up to rescue Constantine. And he's just like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, no, we came, like, to help. Or to and he's get like, you. well, you're late. And he's like, yeah, but we just, like, he told Bobo where he was going, and so then he related to them. So mm-hmm. it was like, it's, you know, you didn't really ask for help, John. No. So, you know. But they're here to do it anyway, and then. Uh, yeah, and that, like, you know, basically the fate of things, like, rests with, like, John, and that, like. Fate's like, hey, hey, look, it's over. It's fine. It doesn't matter because like the Lords of Chaos and Order are coming. Yeah, and Constance's like, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't cotton to that. Yeah, I'm not cool with that. I'm like, 
Cool. Right on. Like as as far as tie-ins go, this I hopefully this will actually play into the like main story. Isn't just like an ancillary story that Taylor wanted to tell. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. Right. I I dug it quite a bit. I liked all these characters. I know most of them died. And it was funny because it was like, I did not see Constantine making it through to the end of the book. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but it was great. Uh, yeah. Taylor knew how to use these characters properly. Some of the art wasn't really consistent, obviously, no, with multiple were, artists. But yeah. Like, some of the art like just was not okay. No, I agree. With this. But uh, otherwise, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, surprisingly. You know, normally I'm like, boo, tie-ins. But pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good stuff. Well, again, like might have been less than a uh, less of a tie-in and more of something that like might actually. No, I mean, it is a tie-in. It's just like it actually did the job the tie-ins well, like purport to do. Right. I was going to say is it a tie-in when it's a book that's created just for that? I guess so. Yeah. Because this felt like a supplement. Right. It was more of a supplement. I would call it a supplement over a tie-in. But you have to take your supplement. Yeah, that's, no, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> By the way, before we get into more books, I wanted to mention that this show is sponsored by viewers like you, which is to say that we have this thing called Super Chats where you can like drop a little bit of scratch and we'll add your comment or question into the show organically in a way that makes it feel more flowy and uh, pays, you know, service to that as well. Helps us out, keeps the lights on uh, and the internet connection flowing. So, you know, uh, we encourage you to do that if you want to participate in this show. It's a collaborative effort. Like Super Luigi Agus says, shout out to Batman hating nukes. Yeah. Right on. Of course Batman would hate nukes. It's basically just a big gun. But then again, like, why would Batman like Sidewinder missiles and other things if he's, like, had a problem with guns? He likes snakes. It's cool. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, Mr. Roboto says, so is the Doomsday Clock just another spawn clock? I mean, uh, yeah, more or less. The spawn clock, of course, being a power meter. You know, it says, like, except the Doomsday Clock is, yeah, the, the Doomsday Clock's arbitrary. It's more of a metaphysical or metaphorical. Yeah. Whereas Spawn's Clock actually is a metaphysical clock. Uh, he also says, why not use the bat magic? That usually works. Uh, they were smart enough to get rid of Batman within the first two issues of the yeah. series. So they were like, get out of here. No, no yeah. Batman. No Dick Grayson. So like no smart bat people except for Alfred. Yes. That's all you get. Yes. And I guess Damien. Someone must have rubbed off there. I'm just I'm just saying. And yeah. They got, well, and honestly, they may or may not be there anymore. We don't know with the last deceased. Yeah. So. Uh, also, uh, King's Portcull says, Tiff, are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Submit it for the approval of the population. <laughs> I've got a cool shirt on. I do. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I guess we could talk about, um, this is neat. I guess I'll talk about this. It's do kind it. of bizarre. Uh, it's called Amazing Spider-Man Going Big. This was like an issue that I didn't hear anything about, but came out regardless it's just a weird, like, kind of additional book. It's the first story is written by Jerry Conway with art by Mark Bagley. The second story is drawn and written by Eric Larson, as you can see by the cover. Uh, the first story is funny because we were talking a little bit in our uh, other show, uh, Back Issues, on our Alien Costume Saga episode, which you, of course, were on. Yes. Uh, we talk a little bit about how nobody talks about, like, Gale or Mary Jane's extended family. Yeah. Well, there is a character that used to be prevalent in the Michelinie days of Spider-Man uh, that was uh, Christy, Mary Jane's niece. And uh, she's basically just another, like, cute, like, teenage redhead. Okay. And uh, in this, she is a college student. And she is kidnapped by the sex trade. And so... Is this Taken? It is Taken. It's Spider-Man Taken. uh, And it's just, like, really good. But it also makes reference to Mary Jane's extended family, which is, like, something that nobody does. And then suddenly... 
Like, literally, no one from that family has been referenced since, like, the 90s. Boom. This happens. Um, but yeah, so the, the, the Bagley art is great. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's current Bagley. You like it, it's great. If you don't like it, it ain't no different. Uh, otherwise, it's a fun story. Conway, of course, has proven time and time again that this dude knows how to, like alter his style to the con to like to the current trends like he evolves with the times okay so it's like yeah he killed gwen stacy like 40 years ago and he also wrote this really cool story right 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 okay um does spider have a special set of skills that make him a nightmare for people like whoever like whoever yeah um it's cool it's just a fun story also uh conway dusts off an old villain and uh and, and makes it interesting it's just kind of cool. The black hole? It's, no, he has like powers like Spot, but it's not the Spot. The Spot is another character who has like black the hole Acme? powers. He's not. Uh, but yeah, good stuff. Uh, there's also an Eric Larson backup. Um, and it's not even a backup. It's just like, here's... And here's another story. Yeah, here's another story of murder and mystery. No, uh, it's cool. It's just like... Oh, that's right. There's another backup too. And that was from Mal- Ralph Macchio, who was a Spider-Man editor at the time. It's really hard for me to not imagine. Ralph Macchio, the Karate, the karate kid. kid. Yeah. No, there's a there's a cute little story. Ralph Macchio, Todd Nock, uh, or Nauk. I don't know how to pronounce it. I always pronounce it Nock. But uh, he has a YouTube channel. I should check it out. Uh, but yeah, this one is whatever. It's, just, it's cute. It's two pages, practically. Sure. It's basically, Spider-Man defeats a bully villain by remembering a lesson that Uncle Ben taught him about how to deal with bullies. And great power. Yeah. He doesn't talk about great power. And ice cream. And ice cream. Uh, but yeah, no, the the backup is basically just like Eric Larson drawing Spider-Man fighting like evil apes. Well, where, where people, where people. I was going to say, if you say this has to do with apes, I'm leaving. The red ghost. No, <laughs> red ghost is not in here, but like, yeah. Um, the Spider-Man stuff, because basically all you're going to talk about is the art, right? Because, like, the, the writing is Larson kind of, like, winking and nodding at the idea that he's he's drawing Spider-Man again, kind of, like, regularly in this book. Like, mm-hmm. he wrote, like, he drew multiple issues, or multiple pages of a Spider-Man story, which is something he hasn't done in a long time. Right. Uh, the, the, the premise is that uh, Spider-Man has to fight some were-people and make it, on, uh, make it to a date with Mary Jane. Because right. he knows that Mary Jane is currently dating Spider-Man, but also probably was like, I wrote this probably 30 years ago, and they were married that then, so whatever. Okay. But he does make reference to the fact that they are, like, dating as opposed to being married and stuff. Okay. The panel layout in this is just so, like, old school. Yes. It's supposed to, and I mean, not that it's supposed to be, it's more like, what else could it be? Right. Because it's Larson drawing Spider-Man for the first time in, like, 25 years yeah but essentially there is no tension it's just a fun little story where spider-man like kicks butt saves the day then makes it to the date and uh he he's he's not prepared because he forgot the tickets for the movie at home and so he's like give me two minutes and i'll make it back and then he like does a big fun full page splash which if you loved eric larson spider-man is practically classic eric larson spider-man like it's so, here's the thing. His Spider-Man has changed in as much as he's like reduced the proportions a little bit. Okay. But his humans have only gotten a little worse. Okay. Like his humans don't look nearly as good as they used to. Uh-huh. So is it really a movie? 
Yeah. No, so, he printed the tickets. That's the problem. Is that, yeah, it's it's. But but he doesn't need to. He's on his phone. It's yeah. your phone. No, but that's because the script was probably written twenty five years ago. <laughs> In any event, it's a cute little backup, and uh, like if you wanted to see Larson draw Spider Man again for more than like a horrible page from like that Marvel eighty one thousand issue, okay, you're gonna enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, I think the last page is better than the front cover, but uh, yeah, the stuff to read is the Bagley. Conway stuff. Okay. But it's fun. Like, it's like, wow, you kind of, it's neat. Yeah, yeah. Like, way to go. (laughs) Like, all right, cool. Uh, Jumping into the Super Chats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, What was it? Z-Berm says, loved the Spawn back issues. I've watched it twice. Well, thank you very much. I'm glad you dug it. We talked about Spawn on back issues. I know we did a two-parter, which is really just a one-parter, but back then, YouTube didn't like long videos. Uh, They still don't, but we're doing them anyway. Well, they do. uh, We don't know. Yeah, who knows? Nobody (laughs) knows how YouTube works, even the professionals. Uh, But we did do this full, like, deep dive into Spawn, kind of like his origins and the more like the meta origins, like McFarlane and his development of the empire that is McFarlane. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yeah, a lot of people enjoyed it. A lot of people kind of didn't understand what we were talking about because they thought we were like bashing on McFarlane. And it's like, no, we were like, if, if you think that a shrewd businessman who was like arranging situations and stories to further his own like empire is like bashing then like i have something to tell you about how every business person works because like <laughs> that's just how business is yeah i literally later in the in the episode equate him to a modern day stan lee how could that possibly be construed as bashing we do do a hilarious impression of him though but you know what that's all in good fun that i would do it to his face if we were actually talking to each other so that being said you know, thanks for digging it. Rafael Gomez says, just supporting the channel. Well, you just Thank did. You. Thank you very much, man. How nice of you. Mr. Supertastic. Great back issues this week. It was interesting to hear business moves made by artists like McFarlane or Jim Lee, when usually you only hear about the artist as victims of those kinds of moves and impressing too. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's the idea is that like, well, that's the whole point of back issues is to give you kind of like a deeper dive or at the very least a more funny conversation yes. about something that you've probably known backwards and forwards. Mm-hmm. It would be a boring show if it was three people on a couch agreeing with each other about something they all talk about and read. Hey, don't forget that other thing that I said. Yeah, no, I said that already. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. Like, no, it'd be, it'd be three people tripping over each other, trying to talk about the same thing. Yeah. It's not that show. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, uh, what's a book you want to talk about? Um, let's talk about Conan. Conan? Conan! Is it Aaron's Conan? It or is Aaron's is... Oh, okay, Conan. How, how many Conan books are there out now? Is it, like, because I know that, so, like, the Ribic one is gone. Yeah, like, that, that was a one-shot. I think Belit just finished up. Um, so there's this Conan. There's the now Jim Zub Conan, the Savage Sword of Conan. Which you, then, used to be the Duggan Conan. Yeah, and then there's the other, um, like, just mini uh, about another character. Um, from the Conan lore. Right, it, it's a Conan, like, linked book. It starts with an A, I don't know what her name is, I bought it. Oh, yeah, yeah, And But that's uh, not... No, be... it starts with a V, I'm wrong, it's an upside down A, basically. Valeria. <laughs> Valeria. <laughs> and not to be confused with Savage Avengers, which also features Conan. Yes, yes, also with Conan. Um, this is uh, Conan the Barbarian, I think it's issue nine. Okay. Um, this issue doesn't do the same um, sort of, like book ending where it's just like uh, like here's the the story about like a time in conan's life and then here's the end where it's like we're in the, the present day with king conan this is literally just a story about past conan that like basically is like and here's the scary horrible future for conan i think is it's it aaron king just conan? trying to no just just young conan like he has a, like an a like an occurrence or an adventure back in the day that um he doesn't realize that he's seen his own future or like he's he's it, I'll explain. Okay. So, 
Conan like wakes up in this like cave and he doesn't know like where he is. He doesn't know what's going on. But like in it there's like there's like parasites and all this other stuff. And then like, he comes around the corner and there's this monster in like a red cloak. It's like this big ape man with like a big red cloak on it. And he's like, Oh no! He's like, Oh crap! I've seen that ape man! Yeah. That's from friggin' that horrible Conan sequel, Conan the Destroyer. Well, that could be the same character. That's straight up. That's straight up him. Uh, he has a name. What's is it, his name? Is it written? It's not written by Jerry Conway, though. No, 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 no. Because no, this... Jerry Conway, I think, helped write Conan the Destroyer. No, this and, is. And yeah, woof. No, no, no. This is uh. No, he doesn't name it. I'm sorry. Oh no, yeah, it's it's Thack. Okay. He fights Thack. I don't he... know if they named. And him he goes like, "I fought him before. I already killed him. Mm. I'm not going to survive this again." Right. So Conan's like, okay, I'm gonna die. So, like, Conan's, like, fighting him hand-to-hand. Like, you know, he eventually, like, gets up in his face. And Conan just takes his his, his mouth and he just bites him right in the neck. I'm like, that is so messed up, Conan. Like, like, right here, he's just like, hop! Mm, That's that's a bad place. And he's just like, yeah, he, like, Vulcan necks pinches him with with his face. Um, and he hears, like, a scream, but he's like, that's not the scream of an ape, it's the scream of a man. And then, like, this, like, chick shows up, and she's all, like, willowy with, like, long white hair and, like, flowers in her, mm-hmm. in her hair as well. And she's like, Conan, chill out, man. <laughs> Conan, wake up. Stop. Stop what you're doing. He's like, what? He's, like, literally just covered in blood. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, uh, who are you? <laughs> and she's like, cool, the undergod is, like, totally affecting you. Um... And he's just like, and he looks down, and it's like a dude who's like really like discolored and like almost like a bluish trans, like lucent flesh covered in leeches. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, he's like, I saw it. And he's like, she's like, yeah, no, I know. You saw what like it was in your mind, like your own nightmares kind of thing okay. come to life. So there it is. But like other people <laughs> can see them too. Oh. So like that's messed up. Um, basically, what ends up happening is like Conan was helping this caravan, and like they all died. And Conan ended up in this cave. Like, he fell into this cave. And mm-hmm. then um, he runs into some other folk who are like, you're the only person who can defeat the Undergod who is preventing us from leaving. And then we could actually go. Yeah. And, like, this chick, which I can't remember her name, is special because she is... Um, a li- Lady Liv is the only one who was born in here. Like In the cave? Yeah, in the cave. So she's, oh, like, no. a, she's like the White Witch or whatever. And okay. she's like, Conan, I see in you, like, the ferocity that will be able to save us. That kind of thing. Right, right on. Well, we'll probably die anyway because that's how it always goes. Yeah, right? Um, but, like, as they're going along, like, all sorts of crazy crap happens. Like, they can't rest very long because the leeches will come or the leech men will come who will try to take them and turn them into, like, leech people and who will, like, serve the undergod, basically. Mm-hmm. They, like, like find this, like, crazy boiling river. One dude, like, falls in it. We don't see this. Conan just describes it. He <laughs> falls like, in the river. It was gross. They're like, he, he like, well, like, he basically boils away before he has the chance to scream. <laughs> I'm like... Awesome. That's, uh... Oh, okay. Don't hang out with Conan. But, like, Conan just refights a whole bunch of guys that he's fought before. Like, he fights, like, giant frost giants and, like, big white snakes and, like, snakes with crazy faces on them and, like, an elephant man and a spider person and sharks who have, like, tentacle legs and just all these things he's done before. And everyone's like, Conan, you led a really fucked up life. (laughs) Yeah, Conan, you really... Thanks. Conan, what is up with that? Yeah. Knock it off, Conan. What kind of adventures have you had? (laughs) He's like... The worst kind. (laughs) Or the best. Depends. What is best in life? Well, Conan will me. let you know. Yeah, me. It's it's I. It's I am. I, I am the best in life. <laughs> it is I. It is I, Conan. Um, basically, at the end of the day, this is like an exogarth or exogorth. What is it? 
Uh, yeah, Exogorth. It's a made-up word, so say whatever you want. No, no, no. Exogorth is the name of the space slug from Star Wars. Oh. They're in a. They're in they're, oh, the gods. This is no cave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. There's okay. Minox in there. <laughs> um, they're chewing on the power cables of the people. Right. Um, so uh, I was like, what's the name of the space slug? Right. Exogorth. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I looked it up. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm not going to pretend like I was able to Listen, pluck that one out of the air. You will from now on. I that's how now. I know what that's a Dianic is. Exactly. I knew that too. <laughs> um, so anyway, the finally get down there. They're in the, the Grotto of Blood. I was like, of course, you're in a Conan story. If it doesn't have to do with snakes, it's going to have to do with blood. Mm-hmm. So they go to the Grotto of Blood and Conan fights one final monster. And, like, it's this crazy-looking beast with, like, it, all you see is its hand, and its hand is made out of mouths, <laughs> which are also, like, it's also, like, made out of blood simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And, like, Conan cuts it, and, like, the room just fills in blood, and, like, he's, like, swimming in blood as he's killing things. Mm-hmm. And then he basically, like, it bursts, like, the, the, the undergod, I guess, bursts out of the water, and Conan, like, slices their way out. And, like, he's like, <laughs> bless you. Thank you. So uh, a whole bunch of, like, the people who did survive get out. Lady Liv's like, oh, the sun. She doesn't actually betray them. I, I assumed she was going to betray them. Naturally. Nope. Nope. She's totally cool. She's like, whoa, this is crazy out here. <laughs> whoa, she's awesome. Like, you can't see the, the, like, you can't see the top, basically, because she lived in a cave her whole life. Right. So she's like, there's a sky. She yep. doesn't know sky what that everything. is. And, like, later on, like, they're talking a little bit, like, as Conan's, like, leaving, and he's just like, you know... I never, I've never fought the final monster. Oh. And she doesn't have the heart to tell him that, like, she, like, because she does have some sort of magic, I guess, having been born where she was. Right. So, like, she doesn't have the heart to tell him that, like, he will, and it'll be the last thing that King Conan sees. Oh, no. And I was like, that's cool! Because its name is um, Razazel, and that's the last name he'll also ever hear. And I'm like, that's neat. And you see, like, a little image of, like, that hand reaching up. And I'm like, ah. That's dope. And it says, to be continued. Oh, I can't wait. I'm like, I'm just, I'm so excited. I love the way this story is being told. That's cool. Yes. I'm so on board for Conan. Aaron's is my favorite Conan. And, of course, Savage Sword is also an excellent read. But if you're looking for one Conan book, and you like Jason Aaron's (laughs) work, at least on Thor, I'd go for, I'd go for this run. Yeah. Why not? Awesome. Conan. Conan, what do you got now? Uh, Justice League 31 from Snyder Tinian and uh, Jorge Jimenez. I like the idea of it being Snyder Tinian, like they somehow got amalgamed. Yeah. Well, Tinian is a agent of Snyder, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, the last issue I was like, this is boring. Who cares? This issue was a little bit more zippy. Okay. A little more fun. Yeah. And uh, getting to the point. Because the Justice Doom War, uh, you know, Snyder's kind of, like, been alluding slash, like, building towards it forever. So, he, you know, it, and, and then the last issue, it's like, it's here! And it's not really much of a war! And I guess we'll go, like, put together this time staff or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we sent teams to Hypertime. Turns out that uh, the Legion of Doom was already there mm-hmm. to those locations. And uh, so everyone's acclimating themselves to, like, their new times. Uh, you know, GL, Flash, Meet the Justice Society, thereby throwing away anything Johns is doing with the Justice Society or what he was planning on doing with it. All right. Uh, Flash doesn't recognize Jay Garrick despite everything. Like, everything. Okay. Is, he that like, is that, like, an indicator of something? Uh, it's definitely an indicator of something. And that something is called retconning. Uh, it, it best definitely like means that 
all of Rebirth is a lie, and that it's all garbage. So get used to not referring to Rebirth. But there is a lot of New 52 stuff in here, so, you know, if you like what? that. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, the future team, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, the Trinity, meets uh, Come On D, the last boy on Earth. Uh, and they find out that, like, Brainiac has been bottling hypertime moments. So instead of collecting cities, he's collecting timelines or instances in time. He's Dumbledoring. It's like a memory, but not. Yeah, they're like <laughs> pensives, I guess. But uh, so they're like, we got to get from this time to that time. And so they steal. No, they, they go into the like old Just League headquarters and they find the old ship that in a previous Snyder story, Batman uses that shrinks down to go into Superman's bloodstream. And they're like, now we can be small enough to go into the other timeline mm -hmm. in the little like shrunken down city. And so they do. And it's like, oh, what timeline are they going to? And uh, meanwhile, in the past, like the Justice League meets the Justice Society practically just Flash and Green Lantern. But like, of course, it's Flash and Green Lantern because there's a Flash and Green Lantern on the JSA. And like the, the fact that like, you know, that they were doing something with the JSA that they were planning something with it. Mm -hmm. And like the fact that, I don't know when you read the button and then you paid like $30 for the hardcover edition of the button with the lenticular covers. Yeah. Uh, and Jay Garrick shows up in it and yeah. you're like, Oh, what's going to happen. And then the next meeting they have is that flash doesn't even recognize him or even refer to him as a comic book character. He liked, you know that it's all getting thrown away, so you're like, mm, right. Just feels a little, feels a little hollow. It hurts a little bit, but it would have been really a cool moment if no one was doing anything and hinging their entire like publishing line onto it. Right. Otherwise, it's kind of fun. Okay. Meanwhile, uh, you know the the present day team of the Monitor, the Anvil guy that Snyder created, uh, Hot Girl, Starman. Uh, the, the baby from future Shaira and Jean, who is definitely going to get retcon out of existence, and right. it's going to be really tragic and sad, and it's going to force Shaira and Jean not to get together. Yeah, goodbye time. No, they should definitely to save the baby. No, but they're not because it's like going to be too painful. What if we lose him again? Fart. Like, you know, that's what they're going to do. They're going to the edge of the universe to go find the anti monitor and convince him to join them. Meanwhile, Luther and Perpetua are like, we need to get the anti-monitor and convince him to join us. Despite the fact that there's three brothers who are all have equal power and two of them are on the Justice League team. So technically, uh, you know, who cares? Yeah. But like, you know, whatever. So they go. And uh, so uh, when the, so Batman, so the Trinity goes to this like future. You're like, oh, what's the future? It's the, it's the one million future i was because oh. like when they go through there's a big blue dark knight returns lightning bolt uh-huh and i'm like oh my god are we going to the dark knight returns future right right, right. like because that would be kind of like weird and cheap but uh -huh. also kind of fun and neat yeah, yeah like i would i would have been very excited to see what snyder was gonna do with like what we need this thing like you know, mm -hmm. we meet like Frank Miller, Superman or something like, what are we going to do? Yeah. No, it's, of course it's Grant Morrison's future because this whole thing is a Grant Morrison homage. So, you know, right. So that happens. Uh, meanwhile, the JSA goes to find the piece they need in, uh, Hawaii. Of course. Um, how do you get that gig? That's a good gig. I know. Uh, but of course, like, 
it's Pearl Harbor and friggin' That's less of a good gig. It's the 40, it, it's, 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 it's December less. 1940. And, but uh, this time, like, Gorilla Grodd and, like, Cheetah and Sinestro are helping the Japanese. And so you're like, oh, no. And, you know, it's like, it's a lot of fun. And it's also kind of like, what? Meanwhile, you get to the edge of the universe where the source wall used to be, mm-hmm. which really, like, broke my heart. <laughs> like, when it says, the former location of the source wall. And I'm like, ah. That's really like you know there's 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 a lot of pieces of like DC iconography that like you really you know yeah that are that are tangible and like you know there, and there's there's fewer still that are in use that are Marvel DC co creations. Mm. Sad to see it go. Uh, it turns out that the Anti Monitor has chosen a side, and that side is Aquaman's side, and so Aquaman has become an agent of the Anti Monitor. And that's the big reveal at the end of the issue. Wait, he chose Aquaman's side, but well, Aquaman chose uh, Anti Monitor's side. Oh. But, like both those teams are headed for trouble, and you're like, "What? Here come Aqua Bros." So that happened. It's, it's gonna be great. It's fun yeah. stuff. <laughs> like it's kind of fun. If you want to wait, you're not gonna hurt anybody. <laughs> so it's gonna keep making them. So because it's gonna keep going. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I this is the first issue in a long time where I was like, oh, okay, I'm having fun again. Because all his building with the totalities, I was like, I don't care. And I don't see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And like, it, it can't possibly be as simple as it feels. So I guess I must be confused. Okay. But then it isn't. And so I'm not. So boo. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then it means that you were like deliberately obtuse for like a bunch of issues, which is the exact opposite of what they want you to do, which is just be Jonathan Hickman. So it's fine. It, it, it's a fun little story. Him, him and his is great. You can tell he's rushed, but like, uh. I, I, don't, I don't, and I don't know if it's the colorist or what, but like, you know, it's just, it, the art, maybe he didn't have fine. Maybe he didn't have any amazing moments. to. Yeah, really that could depict. be too. You could tell that they were really put, he put a lot of effort, into the JSA stuff. Mm-hmm. Because, like, this is how we're going to integrate the JSA back into continuity. Yeah, okay. And I know that a lot of people want... And we know a lot of people wanted to do that because they've been hyped about it for years. Yeah. So, you know. Mm-hmm. There you go. I recommend it. Uh, the last issue, not so much. This issue, a little more fun. Okay. That being said, since it was, like, one week between the two, I was yeah. like, how long am I going to have to wait for the next chapter of this this doom war okay either way uh what was it uh, uh king's portugal says back issues is great i know you don't like to talk about spawn that's not true i like talking about spawn it's yeah. just like you know yeah no i do yeah it's no, just that i didn't want to beat it at horse yeah no it's true uh price 80 40 i remember Re- i remember rebirth those were a good two years they were good two years mm-hmm. not anymore <laughs> Mr. Luigi Tastic or Mr. Super Tastic, I enjoy the banter between the League and the Society. Not a fan of Snyder as an architect of DC breaking the Source Wall, Perpetua, Batmanium. I completely agree with you there. Or Year of the Villain, not a fan of New Luther Design. New Luther Design will go away hopefully at the end of the story. Uh, the banter, I kind of, I was like, I would have liked this more if it was the only reference to the JSA we got. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Snyder's the guy to be the architect of the DC universe, like you said, but he absolutely unquestionably is. Mm. I just don't think he's suited for that. But it's one of those things, you know what I'm talking about, where it's like, 
an artist or a writer is like, I am really good at this thing. Yeah. But I don't want to do that thing. I want to do this thing. And it's like, but you're not supposed to do that thing. You're only good at these few things. Yep. And But you're excellent at them. It's yeah. like, but I want to be doing that. Yeah. You know? Yes. Like, I'm trying to think of like a musician or a, like, you know, whatever. I, I know I've got a, like, I know there's a million examples of oh, that. Oh, yeah. No, no, there are. But it's there like, are. just do the thing. Like, just write a noir story. Just write a story about someone getting murdered. And then, like... You right, know, and there's something to be said about challenging yourself to improve your Right, craft, but, like, don't challenge yourself but... at the expense of the DC universe. That's fair. <laughs> uh, Silver Cricket says, Wait, Aquaman is currently dealing with the Elder Gods of the Sea. How could he possibly be at the edge of creation? Uh, check out Aquaman. It's great. We've, uh, Tiffany's recommended it a bunch of times. Yes. And it's drawn by Victor Bogdanovic, who is one of the best rising stars at DC. Great. And Marvel now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. Um, how could he do that? Because Snyder trumps whoever is working on anything else at the time. Yeah. Snyder's top three. It's him, Bendis, and, and, and King. Whatever those three want to do, everyone has to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. Yeah. Cash money in the bank. So sad. Rebirth being ignored. Smells of company politics, which is super frustrating. Yep. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Yeah, definitely. Uh, not only is it like, it wouldn't be, it would be so bad if it's like, oh, geez, you got to milk an event out of this. Fine. I get it. Marvel does it all the time. You got to make your money. I get it. But at the expense of Doomsday Clock, like at the expense of good stories, mm-hmm. like you got to tell your story, but also morph other stories. Woof. Uh, Brian Miller finally caught up uh, with you guys live. Keep up the stellar work. Thank you very much, man. You keep up the stellar commenting. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, uh, let's talk about the next book that you want to talk about. What okay, is it? Um, let's stick around in the DC universe for a minute. I'll talk about Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. Yeah. Uh, I picked that up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Poison Ivy. Right. Um, and I was honestly morbidly curious what they were going to do in the wake of Heroes in Crisis. Because yeah. this is tied to that and you're the villain simultaneously. Wow. I was like... Doing double duty. Just told a story about these two characters, (laughs) but fine. Um, Because as we know, if you read Heroes in Crisis, Poison Ivy died. Yep. But then she didn't. From a rose. She got kissed from a rose. Yeah. Harley threw a rose in a river and then she got better. Yeah. Well, it's very much like Swamp Thing. Yep. She just comes back. She's a a plant monster thing. She has like no skin. She has a hard time forming herself. Um, Ivy, or uh, Harley takes her out because she's trying to be like, it's cool, we're totally normal. We're all, we're buds and we're pals and like blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah. Harley makes a lot of references to um, Heroes in Crisis about like, you know, you know being, you know, accused of things mm-hmm. and like all the crazy stuff that happens and like taking down the Trinity and like all this other crap, right? Mm-hmm. And then they get a box from Lex Luthor for Ivy and it's like fertilizer. And so she eats it and then the next day she wakes up and like she looks like herself um, and she can make her own clothes. And um, she's like, I'm not really sure how long it's going to last, but um, you know what? Like I'm getting stronger and it's fine. And then Harley's whole thing is that like, she's like, you know what? Like the world's like going to hell. And like, you know, when we were villains and like, so maybe what we need to do is like, instead of doing the same like old joke over and over again, let's try and be heroes. Okay. During like, the year of the vil- villain. How ironic. <laughs> It's like, Harley found out. She's like, nah. Yeah. Oh, no, no you don't. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, but then, like, all of a sudden, she's, like, mentioning this, like, these, like, vines show up and, like, start attacking Harley. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, maybe you're not into that idea. And, like, I was like, that's not me. Right. And then the door bursts open and the Floronic Man walks in. Because remember when DC was like, we're going to do a Swamp Thing show, we're going to put the Floronic Man in it, and then we're going to cancel it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everybody all of a sudden had the Floronic Man on their radar. Right. 
Um, he is part of You're the Villain, though, so and he's that part is of that, their tie-in. And he's the evil Justly Dark. Exactly, but he's not really mentioning any of that. <laughs> he's just in it he's just, because someone said, please, if yeah, you want to use that. He's in it in as much as the it refers to the annual right. that Justice League Dark did, not to the most recent issue where he was on the, like, you know, Cersei team. Literally, it refers to how the Parliament of Flowers chose a champion, and then he took it. Yes. Because Ivy's like, you're not the champion of the Parliament of Flowers. And he's like, she can I tell. am now. Yeah, and, and like, basically, he wants something from, from Ivy. Like, he's like... You have something. Yeah. Is that, it the fertilizer? We don't know. Like, that's it. Like, that's the end of this issue. So, not really sure where it's going beyond that. It was fun. The art was okay. Mm. The art was just okay. I wish it were better. Um, it's just a little stiff and the coloring's fine. Yeah. Um, but I'm probably going to pick up the next one, if nothing else, because like, I would like to see more Poison Ivy books. So I want to, you know. Yeah, right. So hopefully it'll be good. But yeah. I hope so. More Floronic Man. I mean, at least with Ivy there, it makes sense. And we're also not automatically doing a Joker story. Well, plus like, <laughs> hey, you know what? Yeah. Is it a like shameless tie-in to like a show that it they... Is- put their eggs into but yeah. like but at the same time hey at least it's floronic man no it's true and i assume that floronic man is showing up in justice league dark um again they did kill the parliament of trees i get it but like i think they're doing that because there was that i'm sure again like once somebody like, gets a character in their head they're here it mentioned that can like end up seeping into the work yeah and again this is referencing that annual but that's kind of it right now Fair so enough. it is this book is tied to two different things though right now yeah Neat. I don't know how much more it'll get into Heroes of Crisis or in, in Heroes in Crisis beyond this. Beyond Hopefully it was none. just here was the setup. Mm-hmm. Now we're just gonna launch I'm into sure the that's the villain. I guarantee so, that's all they do. Yeah. Silver Cricket says, Michael Jordan, I'm the best basketball player, but what if I play baseball? Yeah. Yeah. Cash money in the bank, or same golf. deal. <laughs> yeah. Michael Jordan playing baseball. Yep. That's hey, a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um Mr. Roboto, is Comic Pops really the Midnight Society? Admit it. Well, if you've never seen our uh Halloween <laughs> specials there's some Midnight Society shenanigans going on. Yeah. So check that out. Uh, anyway, uh, more books. Let's do it. Spawn 300 came out. We did a whole tie-in episode of Back Issues regarding it. It sets up a new status quo for Spawn. And that's it. Is he still Spawn? Yeah. Is he still not? Like, is it still... Like, the original Spawn? Yeah, it's still Al. It's still Al, and he's still, like, you know. He's like... still he's still not alive anymore. Okay. Um, you know, Violator steals his costume, so he makes a new one out of sheer awesome. And uh, they also set up, like, a new status quo for, like, you know, his universe and his rogues gallery. It, it It's, you know, it is having read the first 100 issues of Spawn mm-hmm. to prep for that episode. Yeah. You know, it reads and feels exactly like a Spawn book. Okay. So, like, it's, ex- you know, if you have never read Spawn, you know, it's going to be harder for you to, like, acclimate yourself because there's a lot of stuff that happened. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you won't have to acclimate yourself to the writing because it's exactly as it used to be. And that's consistent. Is he making, am I watching him make his outfit? Yeah, because he lost his symbiote. So he's like, he's like, you don't, the costume didn't make Spawn. Me being Spawn. He looks like a lunatic. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, he's Spawn. So like he is, 
But, so he's uh, just naked. Yeah, he's just a naked dude with spikes. I mean, you know, if if you think this is awesome, I'm not gonna trick. I, I, I'm not gonna convince you otherwise. And I don't want to try. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> like, was that guy? That was Redeemer. I, I, you know, there was a there there was an implication that Snyder wrote like a, a one of the stories in here. Yeah. I for the life of me couldn't tell which one it was. Oh, they didn't give you credits. They're in there, but I just didn't pay attention. Oh, okay, that's like fair. That's they're fair. not in the chapters. They have to be like in the prelude or whatever, oh, okay. like in the previous part. Like, yeah, he did chapter two. Chapter two. Okay, I really couldn't tell the difference between the writing, which is like good for everyone, I guess. You know, you, everyone else writes as good as Scott Snyder would be expected to for Spawn. Okay. Um. That's all I can really say. The art is pretty cool. J. Scott Campbell got brought in, which oh. is weird. <laughs> what? But he drew basically just, it was an excuse to draw a bunch of like classic Spawn stuff, which he does. And it's cool. <laughs> you know, I'm, again, it's just, you know, it's a Spawn book. I don't. She Spawn? Yeah, which is an action figure. I don't like read Spawn anymore. So, you know, I'm not the best person to judge it. But uh, it's pretty cool if you like Spawn. That's okay. all. That's all I have to say about that. That's all I can say, you know? Like, I gotta tell you, the other thing that was really disappointing for me was the was the variant covers. Oh. Like, th- those should be the awesomest. And they straight up weren't. Oh. And 301 has an Alex Ross cover that isn't anywhere near as awesome as the 100 Alex Ross cover. Oh. Which is really weird. Oh. Either way, whatever. You know, again, you like Spawn? You're going to like this issue. If you don't, this won't change your mind. Uh, Cuban Sis says uh, the Spawn imagery was awesome and ridiculous. Yeah, like, when Violator steals Spawn's costume and Spawn's like, Oh, I don't need a costume. Blah, blah, gadoosh. Let's do this. You're kind of like, all right, I guess that's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, if you like that kind of thing. And Mr. Supertastic, Backish is tradition coming, Heroes in Crisis for 300. I don't know if I want to, like, tarnish our, epi- our 300th episode, which is coming in, like, three episodes with heroes in crisis you know i don't want us to be like woo! it's a centennial and we'll talk about a book that i just loathe yeah no i hear you you know i hear you we'll like, figure it but out we'll do it at some point in the future figure it out it's gonna be great yeah i do want to ramp up to something cool all right what should we do for 300 let us know yeah uh yeah uh what do you got i have one more all right let's hear it we get into the two big books that everyone actually came here for right <laughs> um <laughs> listen you guys gotta come for all kinds of things i don't know um, I want to talk about another Boom book. Because I realized, I think Once in Future is actually by Boom. I thought it was Dark Horse, yeah. I think. But it was actually Boom. Oh, I shit. I think. I think. Um, it's another Boom book. Because, like, Boom, man. Boom. boom. Here comes the... Yeah. This is by uh, James Tynan IV. Oh, I know that guy. Uh, with art... Or illustrated by Werther Delendra. Delandra? Like... Deledra? Deledra. Deledra. Or um, Deledra. This is Something is Killing the Children. Oh. Um, I remember seeing, like, like kind of solicits for this book and being like, I want to grab this. Last time when we did the show, I did not notice that it was in the list at no. all. Let's be honest. I didn't see it. 
Um, and then when I was going through comicsology, like literally like slowly scrolling on my phone to make sure I don't miss anything. Yeah. I was like, Ooh, I remember this coming out purchased. Um, totally worth the purchase. Cool. Like I, first issue blew me away. I think on Twitter, I called it gripping. I don't think I've really ever used that word. <laughs> Not in earnest. No. Um, but, but this now. book was legitimately like gripping. This first issue was like, I, I am so loving it. Um, it has elements of like Stephen King. Okay. Stranger Things, um, witches mm-hmm. to some degree, but also is entirely Tynan's own creation. Nice. Uh, it's about uh, some some. It's basically Tynan telling a story like in a. It almost seems like it's out of order, and then you realize it's completely in order. Oh, cool! So it, like opens up, and like these kids are having a sleepover. They're playing Truth or Dare. It's these four boys. Um, one of them goes Truth. And they're like, what's the, like, what's the scariest thing that you've, like, seen or, like, experienced or whatever? And, like, this kid starts telling this story about how, like, he was at home. And he heard, like, something outside, like, a moan or something like that. And when he looked, he, like, saw something, like, as though, like, the lights went on. And it was as though, like, something were walking towards the house and it stopped. And it was just standing there. Ugh. And it was, like, taller than the trees. And it had, like, sharp teeth and long fingers and like, and then he like ran and hid, and an hour later it was gone, right? Okay. And like, so he does, and he tells him the story in our hour, right? And <laughs> he says it came from the ravine. And um, they're all like, oh, let's go, Rah! like you know, oh no, it's truth or dare. That's what they do. And then we cut, and we're in like a um, in a police um precinct, and like in one of the invest, like in the interrogation room. Okay. And the kid's there who was telling the story. Oh. And he's in the same outfit he was at the sleepover, except there's like blood on his t-shirt. Uh-huh. And they're like, okay what did you see? And he's just like, I, I, I told them the story, but I made it up. It was fake. They always like to me to tell them about their nightmares because they were all messed up. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I made this up. And then basically they went to the ravine and he ended up falling. Mm-hmm. And like, he fell like, like a really far distance. He felt like it was like maybe a hundred feet. Oh. And when he got back up, like he just heard them screaming <laughs> up like where they, where he came from. Yeah. And it turns out like they're all dead. Mm-hmm. Like all the kids, like those, those three kids are dead. Kid goes back to school he gets bullied by like I think one of them was like either uh, like one of the boys is either a friend or like a brother and like they give him a hard time they like you know I, I think this kid the the indication is this kid is also he's gay um and they give him a hard time about that and they're like that's why you killed them you must have done it and it's like literally the stuff that happened to these kids this child yeah. could not regardless <clears throat> yeah but, like physically like if you thought for a second this kid could not have done this but they're they're all bereaved. Um, there's a, like a really cool principle, which has, um, that like feeling almost of like, I kill giants where like, there's an adult trying to help them out. Yeah. The guy's really young. He's like, he's like, I was just in school maybe a few years ago. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> he's like, I, you know, like, I don't know, understand. He's like, he basically, the kid like yelled really loudly and he ended up getting sent to the principal. Like he yelled a curse word and like ended up going to the principal mm-hmm. and he's just like, you should have punched him. If ever right. there was a kid who deserved to be punched, <laughs> it's that kid. That kid mm-hmm. sucks. He's like, but you didn't. So, yeah, like, you so. want to call your dad? you want to go home? Like, you can. The kid's like, no, we're watching a movie in English. I kind of want to watch that. And he's like, okay. <laughs> mm. Well, go watch it. Have a good time. He's like, are you okay? And he's like, no. And he's like, yeah, All right, well, bye. Neither am I. Because, like, all these other kids have also disappeared. And they're gone. And he's like, I know they're all dead. Right. So the principal's like, ugh. So, no, we cut to this, like, girl who's, like, sitting in a wagon. And, like, she's missing an arm. Mm. and Or she's missing an arm or a leg. I think it's a leg. No, it's her arm. And, um, like, this older, like, girl comes out of the woods, like, Buffy-esque. Okay. With, like, a bu- like, pony sound with a big scary mask on a knife. And she's like, it's done. Mm. And then she gets, like, a call on her flip phone. <laughs> <laughs> 
And like she gets the name of the town that this kid is in and like she's going there. She's basically a monster hunter, it seems. There's right. something more to it. We don't yeah, know what she's it seen is. It, yeah. And like so when she gets there, there's like a notice board just filled with missing children. Mm. And like I'm like, oh that sucks. So she finds the kid and she sits down. And she's like, I want you to tell me what you saw out there. She's like, I know you think that I'm not gonna believe you or that I'm gonna think you're crazy. I promise you, neither of those things will happen, but you have to tell me what you saw out there. Mm-hmm. So then we get the actual description of what happened where like he crawls up and it's like it's a horror show. It's like saving private Ryan-esque in <laughs> terms of what he sees up there. Mm-hmm. He gets up in the bank, he finds one of his hands, he grabs him, he's like, oh, and like the kid's like freaking out. He's like, I can't feel my legs. And we pant, like pull out to see that he has no bottom half. Right. Like it's that kind of stuff. There's an actual monster in the woods. Right. That is revealed to us as well. And it turns out this chick's going to go like kick its ass. Right. And the kid's like, I want to help. Oh, that's And cool. I'm like, I'm in. I'm yeah. in. Like, I'm just so in on this book. Um, Like, I, the one issue, and I'm already really, like... Invested. Invested in the characters and, like, the fate of this town overall. Yeah. So, I, I... Like, Tynan's been really killing it with Justice League Dark. And I definitely feel um some of the influences I think he might have done or, or you know, um, pulled from doing the Upside Down Man and all of the, like, crazy creatures that came out of that. Yeah. So it's almost like he was maybe inspired by his own work to tell this, like, smaller story. Cool. Obvious, of course, he is also, um, you know, a, like a mentored i guess to some degree by snyder yeah who has done his own story like witches you know what i mean his own independent book of, of horror um i don't i wouldn't say that they're necessarily in the same vein of horror um but they're still great so yeah, yeah. something is killing the children by james tynan i'm so excited that this book is out <laughs> right now and i can't wait for the next issue yeah dope yeah we're also trying to find it. Somebody in the chat actually mentioned that, like, apparently all the copies were ruined at their store. So, apparently, Boom is going to be releasing, I think it's fourth reprint of this book. When did this come out? Last week? Yes. How do they do four reprints? They're going to the fourth one. I think they already sent it to second and then third, and they may go to the fourth one. Where was the first? Wasn't there the... They, not a lot of people ordered it. To begin with, I think. I actually don't. I only have a digital version of it. So if you are looking for it, you can get it digitally right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but my understanding is they've already gone back to reprints on this. Gotcha. Because it is like getting such praise. Um, so if you're looking for something horror related, right now we're going into October. I'm feeling those vibes. I feel those vibes all year round, but I'm particularly feeling those vibes right now. Yeah. Um, I'd definitely go check it out. Definitely. Cool. Uh, jumping in the super chats, uh, what was it? Uh, Price eighty forty. You're right, sale. You can't sell the episode three hundred with heroes in crisis. Save it for two ninety nine. So three hundred could be something good. I uh, <laughs> will see. I don't, I don't think I'm going to make it to two ninety nine because we have three episodes left, I think, and one of them is kind of like, whoops, I didn't realize because we didn't incorporate the end of bad issues into the playlist. That was our like oh, yeah. IDW book, and I was oh, like, yeah. oh, whoops, I didn't. Well, you could hold it, couldn't you? No, I don't have anything cut. Oops. So the fourth episode before is going to be like a big book, and then hopefully we'll keep doing those. Okay. But uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, real quick, I, I didn't even mention the art is is really good. Um, it has some like sort of jock vibes again, yeah. like because of that like possible influence of Snyder's work in yeah. there. I don't know, but it's not quite that. It's not quite that stylized. So those who are turned off by Jock's art, yeah, I think you'll be able to get into this. I there just wanted go. to mention that, and it's also like the color's cool. Nice. Silver Cricket says 300 episode, uh, Avengers number one. That's, no. <laughs> It'll take like two seconds and it's like, no. Yeah. 
Uh, Preston Bryant, what is it with artists having difficult names to pronounce? They just like to challenge me. You know what it is? It's just like <laughs> they're, they're, you know, they they they're they're saddled with a hard to say name, so they're like, well, I've got to make my name somewhere. I'm gonna make the world have to say my name. Yeah. Say my name. Moonchild. <laughs> Heartless Fang, maybe fifty-two for three hundred. Fifty-two would be cool. Uh, Mr. Supertastic, Secret Wars. It's kind of an event. It's kind of a crisis for Marvel and great. Hickman is relevant right now. Doctor Strange is there. <laughs> yeah, and I, but I did read it all. You did read it all. I read it all. Yeah. In fact, I think most of us. Most of us did read it all. Yeah, really, only Tiffany and I read it all. Yeah. Ethan quit pretty much at around issue three, and. No, but Ben was there. Yeah, Ben did read. At least all the tie-ins. Yeah, but you never know what Ben remembers. No, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, uh, and, but... and just to, like, I do see people are answering in the chat. The book I was just talking about that is from, it's from Boom. So that might be why you're also not just, like, Seeing if you go to the comic book store, it's it. not going to be from Image. You would think this would be from Image. It's from Boom. Something is killing the children. Yeah. The weirdest name. Great title. But I love it. Uh, <laughs> And Once in Future is also by Boom, as you know. Yes, yes. So it's like, if you're looking for your next Kieran Gillen book. Right. That or Die. Yeah. And this is great, too. So. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about um, House of X, I guess. Uh, Which, yeah. Because, you know, because it's, it's Doomsday Clock and House of X. Yeah, and I feel like we have more House of X and, like, more Hickman X-Men that we've been talking about. Yeah. So, like, why not save right. or, or hang on to Doomsday Clock? Yeah. Like, one more few moments yeah one, one more few moments hickman and Laraz uh house of x is the most straightforward except of course it isn't because you don't know what timeline it takes place in yeah uh the second that like they sent expendable x-men into space i'm like okay it's not the regular timeline because you're gonna kill people plus tiffany had that theory about pod people obviously it's the thing uh but yeah so the the story is all about like the x-men kind of like getting it's really like for me this felt like a bloody revenge book cuz it's the X-Men being like like everyone's had it. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's sick of it. We've got all like the I don't know, what what would you call it? The baggage yes. of being the X-Men with all the stakes that could only be built from what? 6 issues through not 9 issues if you compare if you could if you combine Pox and Hawks yeah. together. Uh and it's like I don't know. It, it was a really visceral, quick read mm -hmm. that was deceptively straightforward. Yeah. Uh, the the supplemental stuff, the, I think that's the least amount of supplemental stuff. Yeah, but it's a, it, there's a lot to it. I think to to some like they, they it, it's weird because it's like yeah, obviously like they talk about like those who have like wronged the X Men, right? And you're like okay, or the mutants overall. Um, Wanda's in there. Yeah, Wanda's in there as a human. Yeah. So we have not retconned that she is a, a mutant again. Yeah. Yet. Well, they call her the Pretender. Yeah. The Pretender Wanda Maximoff. So um, I guess Hickman was on board with Marvel keeping up the retcon that she and Pietro are no longer mutants. Right. Or it could, that sucks. It, or it could just be that, like, like they're like, no, you're not a mutant because a mutant wouldn't do that. We kicked like, you out. Yeah, you're a mutant, but like you're not because you wouldn't have done that. You've never you been really. an X Man. You've only been an Avenger. You <laughs> jackasses. Uh, I, yeah, 
but that that for me i was like oh no yeah so but i hope it's that i hope it's that like it's more like they were excommunicated right <laughs> but i hope that hickman also because hickman could hickman could literally add a panel that just says like oh by the way things i don't like about what marvel did like oh spider-man's married again like he could just literally stick like three panels in there and marvel's like okay whatever you want to do hickman yeah just to, just as long as you stay yeah but yeah, this was the first issue though that I actually like questioned a small detail that I was like, why? Mm. Like, we have this this whole like setup here at the beginning where it's like we're gonna use this really ridiculous communications. <laughs> yeah, our weird man setup. of steel three dimensional water range yeah, setup. Yeah, that's really what it was. We're like, we need to communicate long like into deep space, like, deep space. I don't, I'm just using that as a yeah, term. it's deep space. Um, with. Um, the team that is going to stop Mother Mold. Yep. And in order to do that, we're going to need to use, we're going to need to use, like, combine all of, like, our brains together in order to, like, adjust and, like, change the plan as we go and, like, understand the information that we're getting. Yes. By using the Stepford Cuckoos to, like... Communicate, communicate. into Storm's head? N well, no. The Stepford Cuckoos are, are taking, like, Beast, the mutant I don't know who she is. Right. And Storm and letting them, like, kind of, like, hive mind with... Professor. Professor X. Professor X. Um, as they're communicating with Jean, who's being powered or, like, you know, basically... Augmented. Like, yeah, augmented or, like, boosted by Monet. Yes. The thing I'm, like, I don't get is, why do we need the water face? <laughs> because it looks dope. It does look dope. Let's be honest. It looks, it looks freaking awesome. It's amazing looking. It's very cool. But it's all happening in your heads. Right, but also, now you can't use Storm on your big missions in space. I guess. But I guess there's no there's no weather in space yeah, what or whatever. What's she going to do? So, all right. But that being said, <laughs> yeah, I hear what you're saying. It's also completely awesome. But it's so, like, that was, like, I was reading Like, why did you do like, that? Because it looks awesome. So don't, yeah, okay. Hickman's like, you ha I, there's some things I just can't help. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that explosion, we were like, oh, did Kurt, like, teleport them out? Nah. No. Everyone's wrecked. Kurt's gonna die. He's got internal bleeding. Wolverine's Angel's like dead. hurt. Husk. Husk didn't Husk. make it. How come she didn't just blast off the parts that didn't work? I could. She was dead. She was husked. Yeah. So he anyway, just got husked. Yeah, husked. Which is to say, killed off panel and nobody cared. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, like, and the short version is like, the X Men go. And try to complete their mission. Yeah. The humans are galvanized by mostly their leader or the, the head of scientist is her husband sacrificing himself makes yeah. her like that much more uh, galvanized. Yeah. And uh, so it's a it's a visceral fight to the finish mm -hmm. where the explosion severed two of the four connections to no, Mother no, Mold. No, they, they actually completed oh, they do. their task. Like the red, they're like, no, we're going to complete the mission because yeah. like. Professor X is like, knowing the losses they have, he's like... We have to win. Yeah, no matter, like, whatever it takes. Right. Whatever the cost, it doesn't matter. You're doing it. So Kurt, even though he's injured, like, teleports um, Mystique, Wolverine, and Cyclops to the places on the ship they're meant to be. Yep. Kurt goes and takes care of one of them. Wolverine goes and takes care of one of the um, couplings as well. Yep. They, they're like, kadoom, kadoom, two and them are down, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, it's a race against time. Uh, Monet shoves Jean into an escape pod. Yeah, because, like, basically the chick's, like, the the scientist is with, um, what's her name? X-something? Oh, yeah, the, uh, the future, the, the character who looks exactly like the one from friggin' 
powers back. Yeah, which I think it is because yeah. like, she's um she's a she's like the next evolution in like Sentinel. She's exactly. got like the nano Sentinel thing uh-huh. in her, which I can't remember her name for anything. Yeah, it's like a word. <laughs> Somebody knows it. It's like a word. It's Someone like a in the word. Chat will say it. I don't remember her name. Whatever it is. Um, yeah. but, um, she's like, I'm not in charge of like the, def- like of the security here. You are. So you have to like really like stand up and like get your shit together yeah. here. So they basically send a bunch of, um, guards off. Yep. So like, they're like, you got to bring them here. They'll kill the X-Men. But they're like, but we already sent some to the ship. So like they're busting in. So Monet shoves Jean in the, in the pod. She's like, you'll have to take care of things yes. from here on out. And then she like turns into a monster and starts fighting them. Omega Sentinel. I'm like, that's her name. Thank you. Omega. Yes. Um, where did I get X from? Um, because everything else is X. Yes, and because you thought it was the Terminatrix. No, I did not. (laughs) Um, so Jean Grey has to, like, keep up the communications on her By herself, which is a classic X-Men thing. Which I love that. She's like, how am I supposed to do that without you helping me? She's like, I don't know what to tell you. Because you're strong. No, she doesn't say that. She's like, I don't know what to tell you, Marvel. Yeah, I don't know. You're going to have to try harder. Right. Because you're not the real Marvel girl, so the Phoenix isn't coming to save you. I just love the fact that she's like, no, just, just... Just do it harder. I don't know. Get good. Yeah. Is basically what she tells her. Right. Um, so, basically, uh, Mystique goes uh, to do her, her thing. Yep, she infiltrates, but then she friggin' loses anyway. But, uh, yeah, she... Well, no, she, like, she attempts to, like, she, she infiltrates by turning into the thing, and then she has the um, the clamp that where the scientists and um, Omega are. Yep. And she just gets blasted into space. Yeah, doesn't work out for her. Nope, she's gone. So, so say goodbye to Mystique. Sorry, Mystique, not not today. You, you can turn into whatever you want out there. It's not gonna yeah. stop your as long lungs as it doesn't from... breathe. <laughs> as long as it breathes, you did. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's not it's not working out so well for you. Um, then um, Cyclops goes for his, mm-hmm. um, which I think he he succeeds. Yeah, he gets his, and then they realize that like the third one's like the last one, Mystique's isn't being taken down, and Mystique's gone because yeah. they're like, oh shit, like. Exactly. Because we're all connected. Yeah. Mystique's out of this. Oh, and by the way, the, the other thing, the, the reason why we're in haste is because uh, she's going to turn on the scent. She's like, we just got to turn it on. Yeah. F- screw it. Yeah. Like, yeah, but, and there's, there's this interesting thing, and I guess that's the whole theme of this whole friggin' series, is that AI is scary and dangerous because, like, you know, Mother Mold isn't supposed to go online for a while because yeah. we need to make sure the insanity safeguards are in place. Well, it's not just that. Like, they're letting... They're not turning her on until the AI evolves past the insanity, I think. Yes. Or at least, like, the potential for insanity. I love it because, yeah. like, they imply... Like, there's a possibility it may go crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, every movie sci-fi yeah. uh, artificial intelligence entity does. Mm-hmm. But then, like, they turn it on, and I love it because it immediately goes insane. Well, she turned it on too early. Omega's like, it's it may not be ready. Well, it may not be ready. Oh, I know, I know. But and, no, my and point the is, scientist like, is like... There's no reason... Like, it's so funny because she, it's like, maybe her mission might actually be successful. But then, like, the the, 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 the mother mold starts saying all this crazy shit, and you're like, yeah. oh, it didn't. It was never going to work out. Right. Or they just literally it needed to finish cooking. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't soup. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. It wasn't quite there. Yeah. Um, so anyway. So uh, it's powering up. They've got 30 seconds. It takes 30 seconds to turn on Mother Mold. It takes most computers. Like, like, well, no, my computer, true. like another yeah. minute or two. Yeah, it takes like that. But it's like, seriously, 30 seconds to power up Mother Mold. Right. The, well, yeah. Well, software, software, you know. She's gigantic. Yeah. What? I anyway. Feel like, I feel like there needs to be more people to flip switches nah, and just touch one. buttons. I don't no, know. It's just turning it on. It's just one button. <laughs> just one big button on. But they got to get the last coupling. You turn it, it says no. Yeah. So 
Scott's, it's a kind of a cool, like, visual. Yeah. Scott's on one side of this big ring. Wolverine and Kurt are, like, on the other, on the other side, basically. And, like, basically, Scott's like, we can't get it. Like, what are we going to do? Yeah, and Wolverine and, like, and, and like, I... And, like, well, like, basically, you know, Professor X is like, just do it. Yeah, do the thing. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So, like, Wolverine is like, we can get it. Yeah. Oh, no, like, that's right. Kirk says, like, we can get it. And, like, Wolverine's like, this is the only way we can do this. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. like, literally, like, Nightcrawler takes Wolverine and they bamf out in space. Yeah. Kurt immediately burns up because yeah. they're near a sun. And Wolverine, as he's burning, just starts, like, hacking away yeah, at it. Like, as, I, like, I'll reconstitute as much as I can. It's fine. I got this. This is fine. Mm. Yeah. This <laughs> <laughs> this is fine <laughs> yeah but as he burns away the sentinel starts or the mother mole just starts like babbling nonsense about destroying all life as opposed to just mutant life well, and then falls into the freaking but basically it's like you know like i'm i'm your child like you know like you're like the titans to the the um to the greek gods yes. like you know whatever like but you like you're all fighting and all like amongst one another and the only way to fix this is by killing you all exactly and i'm like interesting and then it just then it just falls into oblivion it's like we will just, kill you <laughs> right now of course gone. it is ai so who the hell knows what could have been no it's dead i think that's it okay because i think this is the since this is not this is not wolverine's dead this ain't the prime timeline or it is and that's not wolverine well i mean like none that of them wolverine are. is so then um cyclops is like cool we did it all right gene i'll come back for you yeah and she's like i'm in a she's like i'm in a in a in a tube basically and he's like no it's cool i'll find a suit and i'll like shoot out to you and i'll use my eye my optic blast and shoot <laughs> us home yeah and uh nope nope they he gets like it like omega sentinel shoots him in the back yeah with like some nano things which like help to inhibit his powers because the scientist wants to kill him yeah and he's just like sorry gene i'm not gonna make it yeah and she's like neither am i <laughs> But she doesn't know then, like, it's a really cool visual uh, of, yeah, like... Yeah, how he dies and how she feels it. Yeah. Because they have their minds connected at the same time. Yep. It's amazing. Yeah, like, his, like, the visor's, like, blasted apart. And, like, she's just screaming. And then, meanwhile, back on Earth, they're like, hey, uh, the Sentinels are on their way. Remember they called those Sentinels? Yeah, from the other up? planet? Yeah. yeah, they're here. And because they're Sentinels, they're looking for the mutants. So they find Jean's pod. They all, like, just rip descend it on it. And she's just in her pod screaming. Yeah. And then she dies. Yep. And then Professor X is sad. Yeah. And there's this brilliant graphic. And I don't mean like, you know, obscene or like yeah. with, with guts and stuff. Just graphic image of, of of Professor X like weeping over the loss. Yeah. And saying no more, which is yeah. how the book opened. Yep. And uh, it's just referring. And I guess this is a timeline that's very similar to our previous one. Because all the same shit happened. Right. You know, including, like, Ben Grimm getting married and stuff. But, like, where we see all the stuff that has happened to mutants. Yeah. Up to and including this thing. And so... Right. I think this is what's going to inform, like, the... I mean, I think most of us are thinking, like, this is going to inform, like, Moira's next venture, which is see, today. Okay. Because I really thought that this could still be the current timeline. Yeah. And that again, like they, that, that just wasn't our mutants, right? Um, and they're I don't just know. someplace else, and yeah. so like he'll just, you know, he'll just pop out a few more. Yeah, he, I don't think he'd be that upset. You just got, you got, <laughs> you got to put him in the microwave, and uh, you know, yeah, and you pop out. I don't well, know. He still felt it all. He still felt their lives like end, like, right, all right. But no, but I, I think that 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 kind of crescendo also, of an ending, yeah, was this was their way of being like this. Professor X is like, 
this is the I end guess, of I guess everything. I was struggling with that because, like, Powers of X was dealing with the different timeline, like, things. And now, like, the idea of transitioning that into House of X is But they're like, both the same series. No, they are. Hox and Hox are the same book. Right. Two books, one series, one story. Right, but traditionally so far we've seen the exploration of timelines in powers in of one X, and, as opposed to in heroes well and this could be the tipping point for this book it where could it's be. like they're gonna really start to intersect with each other yeah i mean like there are only how many issues left of heroes of x or right? House of x heroes of x <laughs> uh i think what are we in issue four or five go back go let's go back let's go back um it's four Right? Yeah, we have one, two, three, four. F- we have five more issues to go. Yeah, we only have two. We're halfway we done. We only have two more of, of, of House Hawks. of X. Yeah. So I, like, I just, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll have to see how it goes. I also noticed, like, I've been trying to pay attention. I didn't really pay attention before to the red. Yes. Why are some of them red? Yeah. Maybe red ones are alternate timelines and black ones aren't. Maybe red ones are regular time. I don't know. Oh, maybe, yeah, they could be the regular one. I don't, I don't know. know. I never thought about it. I didn't think about the red and black. That's because crazy. It's like, I, and I'd have to go back and check the other issues. And I'm sure somebody else already has. So I kind of should have just look it up and see, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, but see, yeah, yeah. Uh, recommending it. Yeah, it's a great book. It this is. was really cool. And yeah, this was like a really, I think, amazing, uh, like, example of like emotionally charged oh, issues, yeah. regardless of whether or not it actually um, is a thing that actually happened or hasn't happened yeah what a great opportunity for the artist to draw like these yeah. incredible moments yeah, let's have Pepe Raz kill off like wolverine and kurt yeah. and because kurt and logan are such good friends yeah it's it's it even though like when they kill angel i'm like oh it's all fake yeah okay do, okay timelines really yep immediately because i'm like because i'm a comic book reader i'm like nope you know you're you're launch you're relaunching x-men yeah you're not gonna do that by killing off half of them I mean, it could just be that, like, if this is the the timeline that we've been currently in, mm-hmm. and that, like, maybe by the end of this, the we'll next in... timeline will be... 10 or 11? Well, or maybe that's, like, the current, like, one, but it's, like, whatever's cur- going on currently and more will change, whatever, right. like, post-Heroes and, and House of X. But that, like, maybe Professor X is, is crying in this because it's just, like... It never is, works! This is the only thing we attempted, that, like, where it was just, like, well, let's just kill the X-Men. Right, right, <laughs> just, right. Well, I was gonna say maybe he's throw everything at it. Maybe he's crying because remember, like this is the this is supposedly the timeline where they throw away the rule book, right? And it's like we always lose, yeah. Like every time, like yeah, yeah, we blow up the head, but like these are my best agents, and they're all dead, and they're also like, and and, and, and they matter to me. Yeah, Storm, you're my phone though, apparently. And also, it's dead. Like I pay. I didn't. I didn't pay you're, my. You're my FaceTime. I, you're my FaceTime, but like I don't pay my data plan now because Gene's dead. Like it's just me now, <laughs> and Cipher, I guess. You know, like what? Anyway, it, it's stakes are high. It's really cool. Yeah. I hope it's just a really, really amazing story that doesn't me like too. that doesn't like taint the relaunch. Like the relaunch should yeah. be just really cool and fun. I don't know. We'll see. It's gonna be great. Um. Cash Money in the Bank says, keep up the awesome, y'all. Thank you very much. You too, my mm-hmm. friend. Thank you. Uh, Nachikit Naik says, uh, uh, Stanley presents DC. Just imagine for 300. There's, there's so many. It's an omnibus, man. I don't know. <laughs> and they're all individual stories. So be like, tell tell 40 stories. Yeah. Um, King's Portal says, uh, Dark Victory for 300. That's yeah, a sequel. We're not doing sequels for 300. Uh, we will do Dark Victory at some point, but we're not doing sequels for 300. Okay. Uh, Algae Try, Hells to the Yes, it's Compop Live. Quick, do that stern look. I don't know what that means, but like, I'll try. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I, 
I don't, I don't know what that means. But, uh, I mean, I do look stern. You'll see me do it when we talk about the next book. Uh, Mr. Supertastic says, Not a fan of the issue because there's, so, there's too much death and not enough breathing space to feel the weight of sacrifice. It makes it feel irrelevant. I think you're supposed to know it's irrelevant. I think you're supposed to, like... So it's just kind of, like, take those moments. Kurt and Logan have the big moment. And... But the, but Laraz is like, But I want to do that really cool, like, Gene feels Scott's death yeah. sequence. Well, I really... You know what it is? It's like, yes. I really expected her to become Phoenix. But she didn't. I know. I'm just saying. Yeah, in that moment. Just... Yeah, but like, well, because I'm like, well, now we're in an alternate timeline. Maybe the Phoenix never came. Like, you know what's knows? interesting about that? It's not. Did Moira just never see that happen? Yeah. Did Moira just never see Jean Grey become the Phoenix? Because like, how is that not part of your plan? Right. How is Phoenix not part of your plan? <laughs> I guess because you can't control it. But you could control Jean and help her like be better at it. Oops. Yeah, that's okay. We'll get that later. All right. Um, yeah, no, I, I liked, I liked the quick death in this only because of the fact that, like, if for me, as much as the, the characters I think that they chose to kill off deserve probably to have a little bit more well, but we find it, I feel like the point of it was to understand the, like, nature of the mission they were on, yeah. like, how high stakes it was and how much... How willing they were. How willing they were and how much they believed in what they were doing. Yes. And how much they would follow Professor X to the ends of the universe. Right. Um... I agree. Yeah. We being geeky says, why did Magneto go along and push it into the sun? I don't know. Any metal mission, you just send Magneto. Yeah. Uh, Tardis Man 85, not gonna lie, the Logan Kurt scene got me. I think it was supposed to. Yeah, I mean, like, what I actually liked about that more was Cyclops looking out as, like, like as Wolverine dies and yeah. says, the bravest man I ever knew. Yeah, I I'm like, that that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Supertastic, I like Kurt with Wolverine. The Sentinel prose, great slash scary. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, it was. I'm really looking forward to the next one. Magneto Xavier discussing. Yeah, I hope so. We'll yeah. see. Also, the network is going to be used to control humans, right? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Right? I believe we're in the real timeline, which is 10, but Moira has secret life number 11 that will resurrect everyone. Yeah, this could be, a, this could be 10, and then like the relaunch is 11. That's my expectation. Right, but if they relaunch the X-Men there... Okay, so this is where I'm, like, struggling in terms of what is a timeline versus what is just a redo. Because if if the relaunch is um, the next... If the relaunch is the next timeline... Mm -hmm. like, I, I think that's what they're saying, that, like, 10 is, 10 is now. is now. 10 is Hawks. But then if we do 11, it's the relaunch. They How can they interact with any other characters? Right. Because we wouldn't be telling stories about them. Well, because Mara's gonna die at the end of 10. Right, but... No, what I mean, like... Spider-Man, yeah. Doctor Strange, Thor. Like, what timeline are they in? Because I assume if that if ten is the real timeline, the stories we're reading about now are in ten. Otherwise, that that mm -mm. Mm -mm. But House of X and Hawks and Pox are basically like a retcon, and that all that shit happened or didn't happen. No, I know, but they're saying that like they're they're thinking that the there are no other books that reference these. No, I. What? No, I know that. No, no, they were saying that the real timeline is 10. Oh, then it's not. Right, because it's like, then you wouldn't be telling stories. Exactly. Like, no, yeah. it, it couldn't be. Because, That's what I was trying yeah. to get to. No, you're right. <laughs> uh, Louis Southard says, uh, I always assumed that year 1000 was Moira's secret sixth life and that the timeline where she sided with the machines instead of the humans are mutants. Yeah. Yeah, could be. That could be. We're definitely going to see that, so. I hope so. You'll be vindicated either way. I really hope it all makes sense at the end. It will. That's that's like my oh, number well. number one hope. It all makes sense. It, it, there's I have no doubt. <laughs> anyway. 
And finally, Doomsday Clock number 11 from Jeff Johns and Gary Frank, the most irrelevant book of the year. Uh, it went from the biggest, most important thing to the least. And that is a damn shame because this book will read great. No one will know when it's all collected, like when it's all put together in trade. No one will know like what this was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. They'll only get to read this, like, cool book that felt a little rushed at the end. Right. And will wonder why it even exists. Because mm. why does it exist? Like, what is this? Like, right. Because, right. Because like, Devil's Advocate for a second. Doomsday Clock was the big crescendo to Rebirth. It was when they launched Rebirth, when they launched this publishing initiative, they're like, here's this thing. And there's breadcrumbs that lead to this book. And like the button was this kind of like stopgap so that Gary Frank could draw some more. And it's still delayed, but Doomsday Clock is the end game. It's Mm -hmm. where it's all culminating to. And then the Doomsday Clock end result will be the new status quo. And I'm not talking about like a retcon or a reboot, although I'm sure something to that effect was definitely considered. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it absolutely was going to be, in my opinion and in my estimation, based on my years of experience and my connection to the internal workings of these companies, is that like that was going to be the next phase that like rebirth was like, okay, that's rebirth. That's phase one. And then like doomsday clock is the wrap up of that phase. And then phase two is like where, where it goes from there. Mm -hmm. It's why like Saturn girl is this element, this like MacGuffin character and why the justice society is this like linchpin Mm -hmm. and why no one remembers them. And why like Jay Garrick shows up at the end of the button, but flash doesn't recognize him. You know, like all this stuff, it was all culminating to this thing where, you know, the sequence where Wally and Barry embrace and Barry rescues Wally. It's absolutely representation representative of like what it was supposed to be and where, and what it rep, like we're bringing things back and we're changing the continuity. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what I think they were heading towards and what they were working towards. And now it won't be, and it can't be right because it's not mm-hmm. because things that this is like teasing are no longer connected. Right. It, like Dr. Manhattan moving the battery away from, you know, Alan Scott, Alan Scott. And so he dies instead mm-hmm. of becoming the green lantern and the JSA isn't formed and the whole Superman hyper time. Like, no, what do they call it? Uh, Oh, the, um, the Superman? Yeah, like his time, like, it was like, it, it was a meta term. I can't remember it now because it was three oh, months since the last one. I don't remember that at all. No, there's nothing I remember about that. But like, that it was, back. but like, uh, they refer to like a new way of time in DC that is like a meta response to editorial retconning. Like Superman does exist through, like from the 30s to now and that his origins keep getting rebooted. Right. And it's like that, Manhattan was the one who was moving it and that metaverse it was yeah that we're not in a multiverse we're in a metaverse uh so awesome such a great thoughtful concept plus the whole Watchmen angle we didn't even get a chance to talk about like that like the whole element of like what does Watchmen have to do with it why do Watchmen what are we gonna do with the Watchmen character or the universe or Mm -hmm. or those characters how will they impact or respond to or influence the universe here. But if, if this is just a 12 issue miniseries that was cool and is outside of continuity, then what was the point? Mm. Like why comment on Superman being in a metaverse 
and that like it all like is connected to Superman's re- like retconning if it's just some kind of like Elseworlds book. I mean, it could just also be an exploration of that concept. Sure, but it's not going anywhere. And it, why use Watchmen to do it? If it's just like a, hey, that's a thought exercise, you, then it's irresponsible to like change or sequelize Watchmen to do that. Right. Uh, anyway, so this story is that like Batman stops a nuclear attack. Oh, did he? Like, that's the cover of this issue, but it sure happens in two panels. I guess we'll move on from that because there's no time. So then uh, there's the whole, like, Black Adam in Kondok, and he's forming this super villain, or no, meta-human army mm-hmm. and, like, nation-state. And he's like, I guess we'll just attack Earth now. Like, everything is ramped up. There's no time for anything. Mm-hmm. Everything is just, this is this, is this, this. And then... Saturn Girl is a prisoner of Ozymandias, and Ozymandias monologues at her, and he explains everything. Yeah. And then she disappears. Yes. So she was never re- she was never relevant. She didn't matter to the story anymore. No, I think she does. I think that like Ozymandias realizes that he's affected things because she does disappear. Right. I mean, like so certainly, it's like, it's like she's like a litmus test. Yes. And so, like, I think he to him it is important that she's there. Yeah. And so, like, if she returns at the end, we know that things have either have... healed themselves or not, depending yeah. on if she comes from a future that was affected or not affected by Manhattan. I mm-hmm. guess. Uh, Lex Luthor fa- f- has found all the like. All the John photographs Mm -hmm. throughout the eras, I guess, when he impacted or influenced time. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is a part of it that wasn't before. Mm -hmm. Now it is. Uh, Alfred read Rorschach's journal, Mm -hmm. tries to recruit the new Rorschach back. He rejects him and leaves. Yeah. Um, You know, it's... Marion Mimes show up, and then Ozymandias explains why they were in the book, and now they're not anymore. Like, Well, they're there. Yeah, but it's like, they were really important. We dedicated three whole issues to them, and then they're like, they're here, and then they're not anymore. Like, it's just, there's no time. I mean, I guess. It's almost like they ran out of time, no, this book, but they planned 12 issues. I feel like this book was more um, meant to be a catch-up. Like, what? hi, just in case you weren't, you didn't understand what was going on, I'm going to make sure you do understand. What? I mean, Vite is the kind of guy who does do that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, but like, no. It's 12 whole issues. Mm-hmm. You have, if you planned this and it's three years old or whatever, don't <laughs> hold my hand at the penultimate issue. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Um... Anyway, so it all culminates in a in in the well. Maybe I mean, like, it could just literally be that they're like, no, I want to make sure that you get this next issue, like, right? Like, I want you to f- have the full impact of what is coming next. Yeah. Uh, so then Black Adam's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna take over the United States. So then he and his meta human army attack. Superman mm-hmm. stands in their way, and then he bumps into Doctor Manhattan, and so here comes the end of the book. Right. There is. The book introduces the concept of the metaverse. It's impossible to not meta-read this issue. And as such, it's not possible to divorce it from the stuff Mm -hmm. around it and what else is going on with it. And so 
it, it's hard to talk about it as like issue 11 of Doomsday Clock. Oh, cool. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Batman does this thing and then Superman fights Black Adam and oh no. Like, but also though, it's supposed to be doing something and it's not anymore. So now what is it supposed to be? Yeah. Now, what does it mean? What is this issue about now? Right. Well, I mean, if you can't really control that. I mean, like if they, if editorial decides it doesn't mean anything anymore, like at least he's able to tell the story. Except you know that he also changed things because of that. See, I you know, I was actually rethinking all of that. Right. Like, I like, was rethinking that, you know, when they tied into Heroes in Crisis? Yeah, that was... I, I think that was obviously a retcon. No, I think that he did that almost like maybe he thought that they were going to not keep this continuity. And so, so he's like... I'm going to cement it. Yeah, no, actually it is. You can't ignore this book as being like, if you want to know when this book came out, now you know when this yeah, book Yeah, now came they out. reference Heroes in Crisis. They mention Sanctuary. Like, there was just like a moment I was reading this, I was like, I wonder if he did that on purpose, where he's just like, nope. It feels like. No, like I did this. It's funny because like we're about to build up towards like this big fight, which we know is not going to be a fight because Jeff Johns has said out loud a number of times and who knows if he's lying, but like we've heard a number of times that the battle between Superman and Dr. Manhattan is going to be ideological and less about like fists. Mm -hmm. um, I think it, it's funny because this is building towards this like grand battle of like powers. Mm -hmm. And there's also one going on in this book's editorial mm -hmm. bullpen where like John's and everyone else are fighting and butting heads against like what this means and where DC is going. Mm. It's almost like, one person, Superman, wants DC to go in one direction, and all the other like powers want it to go in another direction. That is like, as the reader are supposed to think, is wrong. Right. I mean, like it's funny because it's like, yes, I definitely see that. But I guess reading this, and I don't know if it's just, I think it's just my interpretation of it. Yeah. But like, I see the the battle really is between like Ozymandias and Doctor Manhattan. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like and i and like i don't know why but like that's just like what i, I don't know that's just a holdover from watching right you know what they, I mean? they want you i mean like for some reason like he's really like he's got something going on but like despite his monologue where he basically explains what everyone's role is including new rorschach and who he actually is and where he actually came from and what it matters um you know, he's used as that device, but he doesn't really do much. Ozymandias? Ozymandias, yeah. I'm wondering if, like, his end goal isn't, like... Because I don't know. Because, yeah. like, again, like, reading these issues so spread out. And, yeah. like, should I be doing my due diligence and, like, going back Going back and, and reading, reading the, the other issues. Yeah, yeah. I really should. But I haven't been, partially because that's just... No, I don't have time to do that. No. Each, each time this comes out, I don't have time to reread mm -hmm. this whole thing. No, I hear you. Um, but also because it's like, I want the experience <laughs> of like, what is this like if you are just reading these and just picking them up? Yeah. Each and the, the experience out, it's, it's is, rough. is rough. It's rough. But um, it feels like Ozymandias' end goal is to like, make John feel bad about not helping. Right. Like their world died. How profound. Where it's just like, you're going to meet this guy who's going to teach you, like, why you're wrong. Right. Okay. That's, that'd be cool. I'd be okay with like, that. It was, I don't think that's what's going to happen, but wouldn't that be, like, spectacular? Where it's right, just like, like you I, did all of this just to prove me wrong? Yeah, like, I, I could never have convinced you, but I know someone who could. Yeah. Except he didn't know that he existed until he showed up. Right. Right. Well, he came here, like, he had all of these, like, like, you know, he brought 
Rorschach, he brought Mary to Mime in order to try to convince John. When that didn't work, he did what he does best, which was he watched and he learned about the world around him and then started putting another plan into place. Yes. No, I agree. I don't know if that really is at the end of the day going to be what this is really truly about. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think in particular this issue is going to be bizarre in trade. Yeah. Because it's like, for me, this was a welcomed reminder of things that came to be and things that might be actually important mm-hmm. but like for like reading the trade to be like cool i'm reading this trade okay cool what are we doing right now right why are we going through i just read all of this right exactly you know? and it's like oh you know and again it could just be a clarifier like yeah these are the things you need to pay attention to focus right right exactly or just the nature of a vite where it's just like i really think very highly of myself <laughs> well he definitely does that like, hey, look, somebody needs to appreciate how much work I did, and the cat can't talk. Right, so, so that's all we got. <laughs> no, that's fair. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying there. Uh, ultimately, it is it is well written. It is It looks very good. Yeah. Um, and it looks like Johns is sticking to his guns. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. But, oh uh, it, it, you know, there's a, the backups have, like, Lex Luthor has been kind of like monitoring everything in his own Ozymandiasian way Mm -hmm. where he's like, you know, I watch what John's been doing and I have all these collections of like what's been going on, including the first like multiversal crisis, which was like the, the the flashes meeting and stuff. Also, John's like defiantly included that moment where Wally and Barry like embrace again, where he's like, no, (laughs) because like that. and, And that's for me, the thing that the most damning piece of it, the thing that makes me like the most frustrated uh-huh. is the is, is the fact that in Heroes in Crisis, uh, Wally is like, I'm supposed to be like this hope, and I'm not, and it just it's a he is outright railing against what he represents to the DC universe and the characters therein mm-hmm. in Heroes in Crisis. And we know he's DC's, like, golden boy. Yeah. Like, we know he's the guy that they get to do whatever they want. And that he, like, is a company man who's happy to just, like, toe the company line and be like, yo, like, don't blame Didio. Don't blame so-and-so. Like, it's my book. Like, anything that I did was not editorially driven. It was me. And also, like, that's true in as much as I am also untouchable and I'm uneditable. and But, like, I'm happy to let them because, like, I'm also just happy to have a job. So, you know. And I also want to like ingratiate myself with it with Warner Brothers executives so I can make like shows and stuff mm-hmm. and movies and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but we know that because he's like the company man and he gets like that that what he's doing is he's like the mouthpiece or the inadvertent representative of what's going on back there. Yeah. And so we know based on King's meta writing, and it's either King writing that or King being told to write that. Either right. way, mm-hmm. that complete re rewriting and that retcon of Wally and what he represents from rebirth to now yeah. is a reaction that says, we don't want to do what Johns was doing. We yeah, don't want to have that. I happen. guess for me, that says that in like at the top of their lungs. Yeah. And no, so I... you're, you're, so you, it makes doomsday clock all the more vexing and difficult to get through. Cause you're like, you are, you, you are fighting like an unstoppable force. Like, yeah. You are fighting against, you're tilting at windmills in this, at this point. <laughs> and so, you know, for him to put that moment in there in a book that was probably drawn like about a month ago or less, uh, says to me like, no, I am absolutely saying 
that what I said in Rebirth matters and is part of my whole narrative. Yeah. But what Heroes in Crisis says is the exact opposite of that. Mm -hmm. And so it makes Doomsday Clock kind of like this interesting, like, counterculture. Like, this is the biggest book from DC. It's one, it's a huge seller. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of momentum fell off of it because of its delays. And I, I gotta tell you, like, I'm sure it pisses a lot of people off at the editorial level. Like, that it... That it's still that they have to put it out. Yeah, anymore. that people still want it. I they think still want to know. Yeah, that people ask them about it. Like we're talking about the next thing, and Snyder's doing this whole Perpetua, and they're like, "Yeah, when's Doomsday Clock coming out?" And they're like, what? "Oh my God, could you shut up about this thing that like is putting us in a direction that we don't want to go in?" Like well, that's how it feels. Right, well, and like that to me, like talk like, speaks to a larger issue at DC, which is like. Leadership. Leadership and also like a commitment to telling stories. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that you, like, when you have a shared universe, you have to communicate with one another and you can't. You have to have a plan. You have to have a plan. You can't just let people go crazy and just write whatever. I understand that because you have a shared universe. You're not, you're not running image. You're not running boom. You're not running door. No. It's different. But you do run DC. And so as such, you had. Yeah. Imprints. You know, like, oh, I want to keep, we got all these, we got these hot writers. I want to keep them. Yeah. Like, well, then keep them satisfied. I want to write Justice League. Okay, you got it. By the way, there's rules yeah. to that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, well, I want to do my own thing. That's cool. There's an Elseworlds label. You just write whatever exactly. you want and put it over there. But, uh, but, but you have to have a commitment to those labels. Like, again, I don't want to beat this dead horse. They created Black Label. Right. And then they immediately were like, never mind. Oh, wait, uh, yeah. Black Label. We could do anything. Oh, except for that. Right. Oh, never mind. None of it. And that's where it's like, so, like, it just seems like there's no commitment to telling a good story. And so when Doomsday Clock, which is a competently written book with a lot going on in it, with, like, really intricate panels, combining two universes that people are interested in, so you have this really strong story, don't be surprised that people want it because they want stories. Yeah, they they love stories. That's That's your business. I understand your business is selling books, but those books have stories within the pages. Mm-hmm. You're not selling 32-ish, like 32 pages of cool, colorful art that everyone wants to have on their walls. You're doing that too, presumably, but like those stories have to go in sequence in a thing in a narratively satisfying way. Yeah. It, for that, it's like I, I don't understand how you can miss the mark so yeah. so hard. Mm-hmm. And it's also frustrating for Doomsday Clock because, like, you have this intricate book that has, like, it's dense and it's totemic and you gotta, like, dig, dig through. And also, I've gotta think about what you're doing at the at the at the business side of it like yeah. i gotta think about how your how your editorial department is working on this book like it, it's hard enough to just penetrate the book narratively speaking mm-hmm. but then i gotta read it from the from the element from because it's narratively unsatisfying to know that there's other elements that are at play yeah. like if, if you're doing your job you're telling your stories properly it, i was we were watching it chapter two from red letter media they did yeah. the half of the bag and they were talking about like the sound issues during a dinner scene and they're like, you know, Bill Hader's talking in, you know, off screen. And then they cut to him and he's not talking. Yeah. And it's like, if the scene is competently done. Yeah. And if it's engaging, I don't give a shit about that kind of thing. I never notice it. Yeah. But I only notice it when I'm not engaged. Right? Like, right. I, I, if that scene is boring, then I'm going to look, I'm going to, I'm going to notice the technical faults and problems. Yeah. I'm going to notice that like, you know, you, you open that fortune cookie, but it's, it's full in the next shot. Yeah. But if the story is engaging, you won't notice all that stuff. Right. Because you're like pulled into the story. With Doomsday Clock, there's just, it's because of its corruption. Yeah. It's hard to really enjoy it as a story. 
Right. Well, I guess my like I think where like where that might be going is like the story itself is engaging, but however, the fact that the story is no longer engaged with the rest of the DC universe is where things start to fall apart because it's like well, part you of pitch the... this to us. Yeah, this is as being a like game changer for the DC universe. Yes, and now ha- and now more than two thirds way through, we're saying it's not anymore. Oh, actually, it's a really cool story though. It's just it's its own thing. Right. And here's the thing: if you had said that to begin with, we Everyone would be in a definitely it. different boat. Totally. But you can't sell us on this one concept and then be like never mind editorial changed its mind because 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 whatever because at that point you are meta reading it yeah and we don't know and they don't issue statements that say like uh actually mr so-and-so and and ms so-and-so said this and that those and you can draw diagrams to how Mm -hmm. each thing like really whenever when and that's why i never do this i never go like the do did this because i don't know that. No, we have no he didn't, idea. He didn't issue a statement. No one blamed him. There's no names. And it's like irresponsible to ascribe names to the things that are happening because what you're doing is you're interpreting politics and yeah. you don't know really. Like all you can do is hold people accountable for what they say and mm-hmm. do and you don't know. No. And that's why it's like I, all I can do is be frustrated and talk about how DC is dropping the ball sometimes. Yes. Because that's what you're doing. Regardless of who's in charge of it, like, you're driving the bus. <laughs> and it's like, if you're doing it wrong, yeah. you know, I, I, all I, the headline's going to read, bus crashes into nursing home. <laughs> Not, DiDio drove bus. in. Like, the, no one's going to, no. The headline is, DC is driving the bus. Yeah. Not whoever. That's why it's so frustrating. Yeah. Like, but... It, you know, and, and we don't know. Like we don't, we don't know. No. We don't know what Johns wants to do. All we know is what they told us. And you're right. Like when they told us about Doomsday Clock three years ago, mm-hmm. they were like, "This is this, is, and this goes to this, and this goes to this." And like, you know, what's never happened in the history of comic book publishing, uh, where they had a thing in continuity, and it just kept going, mm-hmm. and it was like, and one fed into the other, into the other, into the other, and then at the crucial juncture point, they went, "Oh, that." That right there, that's actually an imaginary story and has no bearing on continuity whatsoever. Yeah. That's never happened. Yeah. So it's like, based on all of that and your experience, you can kind of contextually say, Yeah. editorial said, to change gears yeah. right here. Yeah. And that then that is, it's difficult to separate yourself from that, but like, you know, we read this in trade. I, again, I'm very interested to reading this in trade. I am too. And like, so like I am kind of glad I haven't been like going back and rereading it because yeah, it's gonna be a fresh read. It will be absolutely like, just going through it in trade. Um, I think what it says to me the most though is like this shift in the importance and like overall like direction that this was meant to or now not meant to take the DC universe says that if you did decide part way that you didn't want this direction anymore, you couldn't come up with a more creative way to get yourself out of it. That's the thing. All you do is tell (laughs) stories about magic flying men and women who can grow and shrink and and shoot rays out of their eyes. And you can't come up with an imaginative reason for why this isn't in continuity or why it is or how it works. Mm -hmm. Like, I get that Frank takes a long time, but, like, what's Fabic's excuse for why Three Jokers is taking so goddamn long? Like, it's gotta be tied up, right? Because he's faster. Like, right, but like, regardless of like, is that again, continuity? We don't like. I assume it is Gary Frank because they know it just take a long time to do that style of. And arc. by the way, it's worth it. It is every worth issue it. It is gorgeous. Is. It's worth it for the time. Um, but I just, I just feel like there could have been a better way than ignoring it. It, it, you know what it does? It's not just like lazy. Mm-hmm. It's also insulting to your readership to be like, 
Oh, you still care? No, we, we oh, over here behind the scenes, we stopped referring to that or caring about it long ago. I still have my enamel button. <laughs> yeah. My I have three posters button. that DC handed us yeah. that are like, get ready for some shit. Yeah. It's like, hey, three years later, almost four, they're like, eh, actually, mm, don't worry about that. Yeah. No, Perpetua. Great name, by the way. Uh, so let's jump into some super chats before we talk about books that we recommend for that are coming out this week. Yeah. Uh, no, I think we got these. Did we? I think we're... Oh, Weeby and Geeby says... Uh, Weeby and Geeby. Weeby and Geeky says, Doomsday Clock takes place before Snyder's Justice League? The thing is, when it's done, you can, you can pick and choose. You can be like, sure. Except you know it takes place during Heroes of Christ. Except you know, yeah, you can be like, no, it, has, yeah, it takes... Well, it takes place right before because they refer to Sanctuary. It still That's exists. true, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but then it does after. Never mind, yeah. Um, but yeah, so jumping into some recommendations for books that are coming out this week, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 29 is coming out, uh, MJ and Spider-Man, so yay, nice, cool, it's a new story arc, yeah, yeah, so that's cool, I'm excited, Kev Walker's drawing it, which I like a lot, okay, I like the, is, is his name Kevin or Kev? It, it says Kev, oh, I, was just yeah, I don't like, know him personally, I thought you were like being really like, good old you know, Kev Walker, yeah, I know Kev, you listen, know Kev, listen, Kev, if you want to hang out, we will, so, you know, just saying. give me a call, Kev. Yeah, Kev. What's up? This is for you, Kev. But, uh, yeah. And this one's for you, Morph. <laughs> uh, also, Silver Surfer Black, number four. It's almost done. Oh. One more issue to go. Nice. Well, two, because you got to get this well, one. Well, this one and then the next one. Yeah. I really thought he was going to be, like... I thought each issue he was going to be more consumed by that black hand. It's just the arm. I'm sure he will at the end of the issue. You don't know. Yeah. Whatever. It's cool, by the way. It's, it, could, it could, you know. It's cool. It reads fast. Right. Oh, so I don't know if it's worth like $4, but it's... Right. You it, could get... Well, at this point, you could get the trade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, an episode of Back should be like 25 minutes long. You don't know that. Oh, I... Yeah, I do. Because <laughs> <laughs> Silver Server, he goes to here, and then, then he doesn't... Give it the questions, man. It's That's... The questions. Yeah. But they're questions that it's like, I don't know. <laughs> Why did he do that? I don't know. Felt it's, like it? It's Norrin, man. Yeah. He does what he wants. It's all for Shalabal. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so what do you got? Oh, um, I want to clarify. Something is Killing the Children is coming out for its second and then third variant. Okay. So you'll be able to get a second printing with a variant cover this week. They are returning for a third printing. Okay. The thing that's coming out for those fourth printing was Once in Future Number. Oh, one. okay. So, Which listen, you should also pick up. <laughs> listen, guys, like, I know we don't talk a whole lot about Boom Studios right now, but right now they have two books that I'm absolutely, like, loving the first issues of, that being Once in Future by Kieran Gillen, and the other being Something is Killing Children by uh, uh, Tynan. So Hard to believe. you have a chance to get, yes, I know, um, you have a chance to pick up um, additional printings of those as they are coming out. Um, but the other things that, I'm coming, that are coming out that I am excited for that are new, um, Unearth number three, the Cullen Bunn, um, like descent alien, like alien, like the movie, like yeah. hybrid Asia, hybrid image book is coming out. It's issue three. It's a mini, so I've been digging on that. It's just a lot of fun. Cool. Um, I'm also going to mention the fact that Doctor Strange number nineteen is coming out. Hey, that's all I'm going to say about that. Mm -hmm. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Daredevil eleven, Chip Zdarsky, Daredevil. You got to buy it. Mm -hmm. Also, Spider Man's going to be in it, so check it out. It's such a good book. Mm -hmm. It's. It's one of the best runs of Daredevil in a long time. It okay. may beat Mark Wade's run. I don't know. Check it out. Wow. Yeah. That's funny. You're talking about Mark Wade, and I'm also talking about Mark Wade. Yeah, and he's yeah. Well, you know, the next yeah. one will certainly. Well, we'll see because these are the the, the strange. This last one was a little standalone. I think this issue is going to be a standalone, and yep. they're a little stronger. I just wish they were a little 
better. Tighter. Yeah. Um, I'm going to mention King Thor number one. King Thor! It's coming out. It's a four-part miniseries by Jason Aaron and Asad Ribic. It's like they're... they're going the to the end? They're going to conclude their epic Thor story of like... You know, King Thor in the far-flung future, the all-father yeah. of a broken realm, um, which I picked up a little bit of, so I'm like, interested in that. Yeah, you so love I'm that. So I'm going to go check it out and, and see what's going on there. Right. Um, I assume Rubik's going to be bringing his A-game for this. I mean, yeah. he always does, but like I think... I bet he did that Conan book as like a palate cleanser, where he's like, I'm still in the zone for Thor, I'm going to yeah. draw Conan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you yeah. know, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, I have one more thing. Go ahead. Speaking of Asad Rubik, Marvel monograph. The Art of Asad Ribic will be coming out. Ooh, okay. um, so if you want to just get a book filled with Asad Ribic pieces with a little insight from him, that's the book to get. It will. It, I think it's coming out in comic book stores on the 11th. That's what's kind of what they're indicating. But it'll be on Amazon mm. on the 25th of September. Okay. So I'm going to probably grab this one. Um, I really love these idea these monograph books. There's a Stuart Eminem one coming up Ooh. soon enough as well. Yeah. Um, just... I love the concept of them and I want to support it. So I think I'm going to grab this one. Totally. Uh, and of course, Pox, Powers of uh, <laughs> Ten comes out. Number four of six. It pox upon you. Yes. Uh, but yeah, Powers of Ten. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, because the summaries are always like, so, you know, the X-Men battle against I insurmountable see, odds. Right, but I see the name Sinister Yeah, here. Sinister does best. Uh, Sinister does what Sinister does best and the future comes to an end. I hope it's monologue and make things hard for Gene and Scott. Yeah, also makes clone babies or some yeah. goddamn thing. Uh, I do know the cover is implying, you know what, I'll bet Powers of Ten will answer the exact question about what timeline this is. I guess, yeah. What's funny is, like, this cover reminds me more of the Heroes, or the House of X, though. Yeah, that's why Just I'm thinking it's going to be. Kind of, but not really. I don't know. Yeah, here we'll it is. Yeah. Cool. Me, my <laughs> <laughs> and that's it we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us of course if you want to get more comic pop goodness uh you can always subscribe to this channel like the video it helps us out a little bit and uh, of course leave a comment down below letting us know what book you're picking up next week and uh or this week i should say yeah and of course check out every other show we do here back is off the rack elseworlds exchange and so much more there's a lot of big back uh log of other shows that we do mm -hmm. uh if you are a big fan of our old catalog some of our shows have been retired shows like uh what was it? Uh, Busted and, uh, you know, some other shows. Uh, yeah. Those shows that were retired. I'm actually posting over on the Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Comic Pop Official because, of course, different bullshit companies took Comic Pop long before we did. Yeah. Uh, and then just sat on them and want like $10,000 for the Renault domain so they can eat a dick. So, we're uh, you know, feel free to just check that out. Uh, Facebook.com slash Comic Pop Official. Um, and more. You know, there's so much more. Oh, Patreon.com slash Comic Pop. You can get weekly updates about what's going on here at the uh, channel. Yeah. And uh, see more, you know, here on this channel. Stay tuned. And, uh, you know, Oh, and if you like the audio version of this show, you can go to uh, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. No, not SoundCloud, but but Podbean. It's over there. Yeah. And Weeby and Geeky says, uh, who is your second favorite comic character, you guys? Uh, second favorite? I don't know. Probably like Daredevil or something. Daredevil really is your second favorite? Well, he's not my first favorite. I mean, Doctor Strange is my favorite favorite. They always like alternate. I, I, my, you know, my number one. Oh, it's, it's always Spider-Man and Batman. Those are my two like major favorites, which makes me like a total plebe. And like you, no one should believe or listen to a word I have to say. Those are the most popular characters, and Whatever. it's like lame. No. But like, it's always those two. Oh, I've missed out on Preston Bryan, who said, "Thanks for explaining your frustrations. I agree with everything you're saying. Why is it hard to do a story and just deliver?" I don't know, right? Like, I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, but yeah, second favorite character. <laughs> Storm. 
There you go. That's fair. Uh-huh. Storm needs like somebody who cares to like just 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 redo her. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. redo that character. Like you know, they need to House of X Hickman her up, where it's like let me let me let me do something with Storm. Because like anytime anybody does something with Storm, they're like how about I give her a boyfriend or I or, or you know or send her back to Africa? Like no no, do something cool with Storm. <laughs> do something obvious with Storm. This is a long episode. I'm just looking at the timer. It's a double length episode of, of Off the Rack. So, thanks a lot for hanging out. Yeah. And by the way, if you like video games, go to twitch.tv slash TV and watch this lady play video games every Wednesday and Sunday. You're uh, in WoW Classic. So if you want to visit right Azeroth. For now. For now. For, for now. We're going to actually be moving away from that in a little bit. True dad. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, for now, check it out. Oh, new emotes. And yeah. I, I hear that the Super Chats have Super Stickers so maybe we can generate some comic pop themed stickers for this. That, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I that just... are similar to uh, your. Super... Nobody wants the emotes I made over here. No, no. no but I'm just saying, like, but if, in a similar fashion. If you do want emotes, you go over to the purple channel. You can get one of me dancing. It's a it's a cartoon. It's yeah. A little drawing. They're of all me. Fun... one of me yelling a cubed bee. Oh, I love that bee. And a happy butt. And a happy butt. What does that mean? Find out more. Check it out. But uh, yeah, thanks so much for hanging out with us, and we'll see you guys next time here on youtube.com slash comicpop. Yeah. See you then. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Bye, guys.